Hey everyone, today is Tuesday, the 12th of February 2019. This is The Gap, episode 454. 55. 55. I'm Luke Laurie, Joe Bureau's here, correcting me, as always. As always, what else can I do except correct you? It's my only role in life. Uh, some sort of universal Luke sub-editor. Yep. Um, but at least you have one. I don't have one. Not who's, yet. Who sub-edits, sub-edits the sub-editor? The uh, sub. ma- manager. Sub-sub-editor? I don't know. What's what's below suburban? Rural? I guess. Because there's urban. And there's suburban. And then there's... Yeah, rural. Okay. What about... The Council su- of Job. Super urban? <laughs> <laughs> the Council of Job's. Yeah, that'd be good. I'm a twin, right? So we could just pretend he's one of... A member of the council. Like, right. Yeah. It'd be the same as the Ricks. Um, hey, I had, a, I had a fucking... I had a theory. I was reading a fan theory where uh, people were all like... Uh, the... Um, like, they got Rick and Morty theories. Mm-hmm. And, and the, you know, the Morty that controls that Rick. You've watched Rick and Morty, have you? No, you yeah, haven't, have you? All the time. Yeah. Yeah, you still haven't watched it. Fucking hell. This is ridiculous. I've watched it like six times. Look, I don't I'm, understand. I'm still working through like uh, MASH on TV. You're, just, you're still rewatching Lost <laughs> through the fucking 15th time or some shit. Yeah, well, it's February. I gotta get get my monthly Lost in. Of course. That does make sense. Um, <clears throat> it's right here, actually. Are you gonna pull, pull the whole pyramid out? Isn't it fucking huge? It is huge. Look at that. It is huge. Massive. Look at that. That's a lot of fucking packaging for a terrible TV show. You're a um, TV show. <laughs> anyway, I had this theory that um, everyone, everyone's like, oh yeah, the um, the Morty that controls that Rick in that one episode, uh, mm. he is the Rick. So there's you know there's many Ricks in Rick and Morty, but the Rick is the right. one that we follow. Right, and the Morty, the theory says, is not Rick the Rick's Morty. And the Rick's Morty is the one who controls all the other Ricks and who later becomes the president on the uh, the Council of Ricks or whatever the fuck. And mm-hmm. their theory is that, you know, he got, he got, you know, chomped by Monster in the original, uh, in the credits. Right. Yeah. Uh, my theory is that 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 Morty's Rick is the one who eats his own poop. That's my theory, not the Rick. Anyway, um, watched uh, Infinity War <laughs> the other day. Right, other you, you're gearing up for the the Marvel season that kicks off like next month, I think. Yeah, yeah, next month. yeah. We're we're just about there. We're Where we've got like a Marvel it. movie every month for the next <laughs> next year. Like pretty much, right? Like fucking hell, there's a lot of them. And I I, I heard that like I haven't seen any trailers or anything, but I heard that Endgame is going to be three hours long. Yeah. Did you hear this? Um. Um, well, I think the like the first one was originally pretty close, but they've trimmed it down. I don't know. We'll see. Well, the first one was two hours and twenty minutes long. Yeah, and it's easily an hour too long. Easily an hour too long. Everything that happens on Earth in that film, except for the parts where they get Tony Stark and Doctor Strange into space, the start. 
the start, all of the rest of the Earth shit could just fuck off, in my opinion. It is the worst. Uh, I enjoy going back to Wakanda, uh, but the stakes are non-existent. They are so fucking dumb, and it drives me so fucking mad, the, that entire section. Like, fucking Thor is floating around in space holding open a fucking lens to a sun, right? And meanwhile, back home on Earth, they're like, oh no, there's some fucking dog monsters that we'll have to punch and the Hulk won't turn into the Hulk and we could solve all of this and none of this would be a problem if we literally just killed Vision. Mm. Like in a fucking bang, problem solved. But no, instead, it's like literally an hour of that film could be solved in the blink of a fucking eye. Thanos wouldn't be able to do dick, right? And we could go back to the really interesting stuff of everything that happens in space. Everything that happens in space, right? Mm. In that film is awesome. And everything that happens on Earth is awful. Yeah. And drives me bananas. Well, yeah, the Wakanda stuff is not great. The, the whole, like... And they seem to do it every movie, like every Avengers movie. They're just like, let's throw uh, like hundred thousand like creatures at them. Yeah, <laughs> like like the first one was the the you know originally I think it was supposed to be scrolls, but they changed that because they didn't have the licensing. Yeah, um, and then like the other one was Ultron's robots, and then this yeah. one was just kind of like Thanos's. It's because they don't scale properly, right? Like they, They're not able to scale correctly. Like, they always start the movie with, like... Like, in this one, right? they got the Moor, right? The fucking rad wizard dude who... Yeah, yeah. The herald for Thanos and shit. The Spongebob guy. He's awesome. Guy. The Spongebob guy, what? Isn't he... Uh, Iron Man calls him Squid something? Ah, Squidward, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Spongebob? Yeah, that's, that's from... Yeah, that's a good point. Right, um... So, uh, yeah, he's awesome though, right? He's yeah. awesome and he seems really powerful and then they saw, like they kill him in the fucking blink of an eye, right? Like, it's just like, oh, he yeah, cool. Be dead. Don't worry about it. It blew him out of an airlock. And he, and, and he died, it oh. seemed. Yeah. Anyway, um, so, like, that's their problem. They establish something super powerful and then they solve that problem really quickly. Uh... And then, yeah, like the stakes, the stakes situation is all fucked up. So the only way that they can actually raise the stakes is by having overwhelming numbers uh, of inconsequential things hmm. because they can't afford to like really do anything with any of the other ones, like any of the other powerful beings who seem like they could be almost like supervillain level on their own. Hmm. Like, think. Think of it like uh, Batman versus... No, no, no. Um, Justice League, right? Justice League, right? Terrible example, because Steppenwolf was a fucking awful super uh, like main villain, right? Really bad. And, uh, like, everything around the fight with him was just awful. But what you'd need to have, right, is, like, six... You'd need to have, like, a Steppenwolf in the first one, right? Hmm. Which they didn't really have. Loki didn't really pan out like that. And Ultron wasn't really... He's not built up. Yeah, like, it's not... It's it's doesn't... It's not an arc, right? It's got nothing to do with Thanos and shit. You need to have, like, the daughters of Thanos roll on down and just start fucking shit up, right, in the first one. And then in 
like Infinity War, have it so that like fucking all like five times that many come down and they're like, holy shit, how the fuck are we ever going to like, we don't, you don't need thousands. You don't need millions. You just need like five really big ones. <laughs> yeah. Right. Are they sinister six? <laughs> maybe six really big ones. Yeah. Um, you just need like, a, yeah, like a couple of really big ones. And then you're like, fuck, how the fuck are they? Like, they just barely scrape through that. And then Thanos comes down and he's like nothing they've ever fucking dreamt of. He's like fucking clomp, bang, boom, easy peasy. Yeah. Uh, and you're like, I don't know how they do this. Meanwhile, instead, they've got like fucking. Oh, let's hold his hand open. Okay. Cool. Why, why didn't you just open with that move then? Right? Like, and then you can have someone like Thor in like uh, at his full fucking might with his Stormbringer shit come in. But like, even he, like, he should have come in to that final battle on Wakanda and literally just obliterated everything. It should have established him as almost on the same level of power as Thanos at that point. That's how they would have, like, that's how they could have, like, created some sort of stakes and then just had the massive, like, you could still have your thousands of pointless fucking enemies, hmm. but have those massive, like, big, bad supervillains and then have Thanos. And you're like, Thor could actually do this, but have Thor needing, like, need... Have fucking Vision running off, um, Scarlet Witch doing her best to save her dildo, and then Captain America like fucking up constantly, and then like yeah, fucking your boy Thor's over there like killing like four of them, hmm. and there's that one goblin dude who's chasing after Vision, and then Cap <laughs> comes in and kills that one guy. And you're like yeah, Cap, woo! and then Thanos comes in. And you're like oh fuck. And you're like, oh, Thor's got to do something. But Thor's on, like, getting his fucking shit kicked out of him. And then Thanos is like, fucking, you're dead. Fuck you. Peace out, bitch. Turned into dust. You're a spring thing. And then, like, fucking snap. Gets fucking stone out of vision. And you're like, oh, fuck. Oh, it's over. And then fucking Thor comes in and, like, does his chest thing. Should aim for the head. And you can still have that same fucking ending. But, like... Be just like completely different stakes because you actually think there was some fucking chance uh, for shit to af- actually go wrong, right? Like, there's no way that they were ever going to lose the dog things. Nobody ever thought that, but like, I could see Thor getting crushed by five super beings. Like, yeah, I could see that. All right, and then he comes in because he is as powerful as Thanos now and does something. No, anyway, I don't know. I just don't know if I can do three hours. Fucking holy fuck! Like, what the fuck is going to happen in this? Probably a lot. I feel like a lot of people, <sighs> like, are going to be dead. Like, they're not coming back. I think there's the people that died in that last one that are definitely not coming back. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like, well, I, I think, think that was the shock, right? Is that I didn't think they were going to do the snap in the last film at mm. all. I didn't think it was coming until maybe maybe the next one I think the only way I think all the snap people are coming back and they're gonna devastatingly kill off a select few instead that's how I think it's gonna happen yeah or they could do the like the sacrificing people for you know swapping them or whatever 
Like, you have your moment where Tony Stark sacrifices himself to save Peter Parker, to bring him back or something like that, and you've got all right. these other... Because the way it sort of worked out was the people that disappeared were the ones you didn't really expect to disappear. So I think there's going to be some sort of, like, trade-off. Yeah. Or maybe, like, maybe even the... I read something about, like, people speculating that the people that disappeared actually weren't the ones that died. It was the other way around. The people that, that stayed are actually dead. That was my guess as well. That was yeah. my, like... And then that that you've got the guess. two worlds that are split up. Um, yeah, I don't know. I guess we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. Uh, anyway, I didn't hate... Like, I didn't hate it. It's just, like, the, all the Earth shit really... Yeah. It's, it's a slog on the second well, view. You mean the third act in Earth? The rest of it. Yeah. The start's really good. And yeah, all the space shit's awesome. I thought. Uh, I guess, except for Peter Quill being a fuckwit. But, like, I guess that's just what he does. I don't know. Mm. Yeah. I've never really been about, like, Star-Lord as a character. I don't know. He was always less interesting than literally everyone else in Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. He was just sort of our, our window into it. But somehow... I guess because of Chris Pratt's charisma that apparently is waning on the internet. It's not doing so well today. But, um, yeah, like via his charisma, it's, yeah, easy to see him just sort of take over scenes. But, uh, yeah, way, way rather watch Groot and uh, Rocket Raccoon and Drax and Gamora, like Gamora. (laughs) Um, Yeah. That's... That'd be a movie I'd watch. Replace Gamora with Gamora, the giant turtle that is friends to all children. Yeah, right. That'd be worth watching. I, I, I think I was reading yesterday or the day before that Chris Pratt said that they're going to use James Gunn's script. And he's gone off and he's doing a Suicide Squad Suicide too. Squad too, yeah. <laughs> Good pickup from DC. Are we in agreement that... James Gunn doing a Suicide Squad 2 isn't going to save that movie. <laughs> I, I think don't... it might. <laughs> it depends on, like, what they do. Um, like, are they going to reboot it again? Is it going to be, like, a prequel? Is it going to be brand new characters? Like, where do they go with it? feel like, uh, yeah, they will commit suicide. <laughs> it's in the name. Um, right. Yeah, I don't know. I saw a rumor that Robert Pattinson might be the next Batman. I'd watch the fuck out of that. He's awesome. Yeah. Except for, except for that one series of movies that he's been in. Uh, he's largely been a fantastic actor. Yeah, so he's pretty good. Yeah. Um, right. Yeah. Okay. That was the rumor this morning I saw. Um, anyway, video games, right? That's a weird pick. Um, yeah, video games. Um, what do you want to talk about? We got a lot here. Let's start with Weedcraft. Okay. Uh, Weedcraft is... I don't know. Who the fuck made it? Fuck, we're so on top of shit. Um, I saw a uh, video of this Vile Monarch, and it's published by Devolver. Um, I saw a video of this on IGN uh, that was extremely amusing, where uh, the two dudes... I can't remember who it was. Um, I remember their faces, but I can't remember their fucking names. Um uh, Brian Altano and Zach Ryan. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they were, um, I, I don't know. I think they were baked. 
but uh, they're being <laughs> f- fucking morons. And uh, it was pretty funny. And they were trying to play a weed craft, and it tells you literally nothing about the game. But uh, weed craft is a game where you are uh, cutting lawns. <laughs> <laughs> um and weeding obviously um no we are growing and selling weed marijuana and uh, it's surprisingly more complex like yeah. when i when i first heard of it i sort of just imagined drug wars uh you remember that game back in the day mm-hmm. uh which was literally just a sort of a trading and selling buy low sell high type game yeah. um not that complicated it was just about the accumulation of cash uh it was playing that a lot that um that led to me getting interested in playing the auction house and world of warcraft originally mm-hmm. um because i don't know there was something very um zen about drug wars to me uh like i could play it for literally hours and it would be like zero impact to me. Like it'd just be really, you know, you'd, you'd see more micro, like tiny fucking incremental, uh, improvements in your, uh, your gains, mm. but it'd still be a fantastic, uh, like way to kill some time and sort of vibe out from the day and stuff like that. It's really like I could have been selling fucking anything. Uh, it just happened to be, named after drugs that you were selling. So you'd buy, right. like, you'd start off with, like, I think it was, like, 200 bucks or something. You'd have to buy a bunch of weed and then sell it somewhere for a bunch more. And as as it grew, you'd, like, go to different towns and buy bigger quantities of stuff or buy different drugs and stuff like that. Hmm. Um, and, yeah, the auction house, once I found the auction house, and I just, like, sort of found the same sort of Zen thing. Um, Weedcraft isn't really like that. Um, it's not about the buying and selling of drugs. It is about the, I guess, growing and distribution of marijuana. And, uh, and it actually, there's a lot of complexity just in that one thing. Like, so it sort of digs quite deep into just that one avenue of the drug game. Uh, it's, it's an interesting one because I guess it's, it's, it's something you could like learn a lot from regardless of your personal stance on the war on drugs. Like personally, I think the war on drugs is idiotic. I'm not like huge into drugs myself, but I don't think it's particularly helpful. It seems like, uh, it's specifically designed to oppress people. Um, this sort of goes into that a little bit. Like it sort of touches on those, concepts Mm -hmm. from the way that it plays out like you've got you know there are cops uh you are you start well it's the preview build i don't know if like it seems like there are other builds and you can you can actually start in like states where it's legal and stuff like that and um you can also like in this like lobby to legalize it and stuff like that like uh you have the ability to attempt to you know make change but if you do that changes your game as well because if weed is legal then you know there's 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 a change on the economy uh and and it's reflected in this game so it's actually like super clever for a game that is ostensibly about getting bait and it's got heaps of these goofy fucking cheech and chong style uh 
little like silly fucking pot references throughout it. But yeah, it's it's super fucking clever, which is yeah, I, I, it was unexpected. I didn't see it coming, honestly. Like I, I just thought it was gonna be a bit goofy, a uh, bit of a bit of a what do you call it? Idol game. Yeah, an, an idol game with like where you wind up having like a fucking um, pineapple express style massive weed farm in some hangar somewhere and. Uh, it'd just be churning out a bunch of fucking drugs over and over and over again. You wouldn't, you'd just sort of check in every now and then and yep. see how many cookies you'd, you'd clicked or your grandmas had baked and your demon grandmas had baked or whatever fucking, yeah, it'd go from there. Like, that's that's legitimately what I was expecting, but it's, it's, it's not. yeah, it's not. It's very much a typing game. <laughs> um, well, like, like even, even once you've automated a lot of stuff, there's still a lot, like, yeah. of, other stuff you have to do like it's still pretty involved right like mm. it takes a while to get to the point where you can automate stuff it's not like uh it took me a couple of hours i think um maybe an hour and a half two hours to get to the point where i can start to properly automate stuff um i think some of that was down to the ui man uh it's got a fucking dog of a ui sometimes uh, I don't know if you encountered this, but I found it really hard to work out how the fuck mm. to get back to the view outside of my apartment. Because you grow all your drugs, your, all your marijuana uh, inside this apartment. Yeah. And it took me so long to work out. It's actually really easy once you know how to do it. It needs to be clear. way more. Yeah, way it needs clearer. To be a button or something. Like, yeah, it, 100%. Just a button to go back to the town uh, instead of like it's an option on a button to take you to a certain place. Uh, and yeah. Well, no, it's up in the top right. What? There's an X on the top right. You can click that. Does that take you out or is that an escape button? Shit, I can't remember. I think that's the escape button. Isn't it, isn't it the one on the card for your apartment? And you click the X on that and it, and you can choose to leave the apartment? So when you're in your apartment, you've Ooh, got... Oh, man, top- if anything has ever fucking exemplified what the fuck we're talking about, <laughs> yeah, it is this. A, we're using different <laughs> ways to get there. So on the top left, there's a cog symbol. I yeah. assume that is... Settings. I know it's settings. Yeah. But on the top right, there's an X. Same sort of thing with like a paper turned over. That's either leave the apartment or quit the game. And I don't think I've clicked it yet. The way I'm doing it is going to the bottom left of the screen, clicking on the little map icon, and then clicking again the one that I want. So it's two clicks to leave the apartment. Is that what you're doing? There's a card near the little map icon where you can click on that and... uh double click or you click on the X on it and then you can leave the apartment via that so you're still clicking on the, the left the bottom left yeah yeah that's where I'm clicking I'm not really sure which one I'm supposed to click it brings up a little like yeah. posted stamp with yeah. the areas and one of them is like the two towns yeah um, yeah yeah yeah. and you one of them is obviously on... they're not yeah and so I just click on <laughs> one of them but there is an X in the top right and maybe yeah. I should test that um, yeah, because I think even the just going back to that main screen is a tad too long. Like I think it needs to be quicker. It does like a, a screen wipe effect. I put that down to preview build. Yeah, sure. Nonsense, but um, 
Yeah, it, it could definitely serve like to be be a bit quicker. Because when I'm on um, like my groove, when I'm like, yes, I, I like I want to get out there and do stuff. Like, there's I got notifications coming in, and I click it. And it takes a couple of seconds to take me back to that main screen. I'm like, oh man, all right. So it's, it's especially like, annoying when you've got a rhythm going because there's yeah. uh there's like so the process of growing uh, a marijuana plant in this starts with putting a like heat lamp in. Right, and you fine. start from there, and then you got to like plant the seeds, choose the soil, um, and then germinate the seed. I think it is, um, and then after that, you've got to like water the plants. Uh, you can, what, what do you do? Like trim it or yeah, trim. I guess I I, I think that's what plant. you're doing. <laughs> yeah, uh, and so you hold that growth. for yeah. So you hold it for three seconds, and it grows a bit faster. Um, and then, yeah, so you get sort of like, once you've got like nine plants going, you can get into like a, a really good cycle. Cause there's like a trick when you water a plant, uh, when, sorry, when you trim it, when you get a perfect trim, uh, it allows you to water it again immediately. So you sort of, what you do is you water and then you trim and then you water and then you do the next plant down. And yeah. by the time you've gone through all nine plants, you come back to the, the top and that one's ready again and you sort of get a really good cycle going and you've got like fucking you're churning out this weed and then you want to be able to click out real quick like sometimes you know if you fuck up one of your trims then you're you've broken the rhythm a bit and you can then flip out and sell some stuff uh sell some of it to some some buyers uh out in the in the world at the convenience store down like uh Jay and Silent Bob and then you go back and you everything's ready, like your system's ready to start up again and you can get it done. But yeah, yeah it can like really break the flow when you're like, how the fuck do I get out there? Like most of the time I was just using notifications, uh, which I think was a crutch that stopped me from learning the correct way to do it. Uh, I'm just, uh, per our very recent conversation, I'm not certain I have been doing it the correct way, mm. to be honest. Uh, I was pretty careful to read the fucking tutorials this time as well. Like, I, I'm i pretty bad for reading tutorials, you know? I got this. I am fucking, I'm fucking, <laughs> fucking hammer time on that button. But, uh, you were doing it in the division the other day. <laughs> I was. It was. Yeah, that's true. Uh, you guys were rushing me. But, um, yeah, like, I'm, yeah, I, I can be pretty bad for it. Um, but I was pretty careful with this and... <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I still don't know if I'm doing it the correct way. Anyway, um, yeah, once you like, you know, you do all that shit, and then um, you, it took me fucking forever, man. Like, there are some real basic quality of life shit in this game that could be a lot better. Uh, that could that could save you a lot of time, like um, the fan thing. Mm, yes, that that took me longer than I thought it would have. Yeah. Uh, you at, at some like at some point after you've made enough money and grown off weed, you can um, get a fan for your room and you can use that to control the temperature in the room, mm. and that allows you to uh, make like grow better weed, basically. Yeah, like the quality uh, of it is important. Yeah, there's like a little bar. So when you're watering the plant, every yeah. time that you water it, the bar sort of creeps up a little bit, and so like you're talking about getting that rhythm in a watering cut water, it, like makes it the quality a little bit better yeah yeah and and it's like significantly important it's like well it's actually 
a goal in the game to get uh, a bunch of like decent quality weed, which was a mad pain in the dick because I had to like I had to work that shit out myself. Yeah, uh, I didn't have a problem with it. It was just. I was racking my brain on how how to fucking do it. Um, I still haven't worked out the right... I'm, I'm still not sure I've got the right pH settings yeah. for that weed. It was like... What was it? Like 7-1... I think it was 7-1 and 2 or something like that. Yeah, I think I went with like 7-1 and 3 and 4 were my successful batches. Because I don't think growing. it tells you when you get it right. Yeah, I couldn't see a measurable difference between 2, 3, and 4. No, I couldn't see a measurable difference between... Three and four, and I think I didn't note that I fucked up the water on two a couple of times, and it must have like cocked me about a little. Um, but yeah, like I had fucking, I had like nine plants of that specific strain going at one point, just so I could work, so I could chart the fucking difference. Yeah, and that's uh, what I was doing. Uh, but if you fuck up one of the waters and then don't think to fuck up the water on the others, then you're going to fuck up your own fucking scientific process. So um, it could be also, we're not at that point. Cause I think it was like out of 15 points, the quality yeah, rating. True. And, and at that stage of the game, I think there's stuff we haven't unlocked yet that brings it up. Thing, things like soil. Yeah. I've only like, just unlocked like the middle soil. Yeah. Yeah. So better soil, um, uh, like, I don't know. Temperature quality, like temperature control. Yeah. Humidity. There's temperature control. And then there's one under other that, that I haven't, under that yeah, I touched yet I can't remember what that is but um, yeah yeah like monitoring the what is it like nitrogen is it yeah. potassium mm. and something else uh, I don't know whatever um, something else yeah. yeah like like I said it's super involved and like there's actually something very rewarding in like working it out right like you do feel like you've done shit somewhat correct mm. even like even though i freely admit that i fucked up my own scientific process um to work out the best fucking weed and we both landed on different fucking results um we got like we clearly cleared like we managed to get past the objective right yeah. like could do better absolutely but uh yeah that's like that's the thing right there's a lot of depth here. It's just, I think some of it is false. Some of it's false depth uh, that is there because of the obscurity of the UI. Mm -hmm. And some of it's real depth. And I think that is, it's actually generally more interesting than, than the confusing, annoying shit. Uh, like, how the fuck do I go back to the main map? Um but yeah, like eventually, yeah, you've got employees, you're lobbying the government, like, uh, you build, like, it, it just warps how you play. And it's, it's really interesting. Like you get into this cycle and then the game changes and then it's something completely different. It is a really interesting approach to a tycoon game because, uh, like generally for me, a tycoon game is mastering that one broad thing mm -hmm. uh i guess like you like hearing you talk about two point hospital sort of makes me think that it's did something similar like it sort of threw curveballs at you right like it's not different in the same way like this seems to warp quite a lot from 
its initial play through yep. to it's super basic, like, and then it just starts adding more. Yeah, two point hospital is sort of like yeah, like just throwing wild curveballs. You were saying stuff like quarantines and stuff, right? Like, well, yeah, like it starts doing things of you've got to worry about temperature temperature control in there because we're it's cold now in this part of the the map, or like um, it throws different types of diseases at you and like yeah it's sort of just ra- it starts off really basic you're only having to manage like a couple of things and then yeah it just ramps up and then you have to buying more lands and they start throwing earthquakes at you towards the ends and yeah. having to manage just all these different things um so yeah so similar to like starting off really basic you're doing one thing and then it's like all right now you gotta worry about the police and um, yeah. you've got to worry about other sellers in the area, like trying to hustle you out and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. That was actually an interesting little curveball that threw as well. Uh, I didn't, I didn't notice it have an appreciable effect on my earnings, except for the fact that my really shitty weed mm. didn't sell for it as much anymore. I couldn't sell it for, I think it was like selling it for 11 bucks Yeah, and nobody wanted to buy it unless it was like eight when that dude came in which was a bummer um and I dropped it to five to force him out (laughs) (laughs) right um but yeah like it's uh it's I I I like it like I like it because it is such a it could have been just yeah like fucking super troopers cheat and chong uh goofy weed bullshit and instead it's sort of taking a pretty legit tycoon run at it hmm. which is cool i think yeah um yeah i like yeah it seems like our preview build that won't let us play a couple of the scenarios or maybe we have to finish the scenarios scenario we've got first mm-hmm. um i'd love to check it out in like a lead a weed legal scenario Sense. i'd love to see how, like see how that goes from the get-go and stuff you know That'd be pretty interesting, I reckon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I haven't. I don't think I've played as much as you. I got to the point where um, uh, I'm sort of trying to level my, oh, sorry, lower my police presence because um, yeah, it's max. It's it's getting pretty high at the moment. So I think I've I've, I've basically turned my first dealing area into. Um, like a shop front for something else. I think it's a hot dog stand or something like that. I can't remember. Um, and now I think I've got to do the same thing for my apartment. Like I've got to lower the, um, cause this cop keeps coming around all the time. And like, I, uh, yeah, you put the fucking graffiti on the wall. And I'm like, it wasn't me. And he's like, fuck off. I know it was you, you dickhead. I'm like, oh, <laughs> all right. Fair enough. Um, yeah. And every time you can't, you kind of, uh, end up finishing these plants that, yeah, it drives your police, there's like a, a threat a threat meter up and you've got to really lower it down by putting up a, like turning into a, a tea shop or like <laughs> does uh, the threat like hammer up if you leave the grown plant there for too long I don't know I think it's because whenever I, I take thought it that's what was happening whenever I take it it it, it goes up higher so whenever yeah. you harvest it or, or grab it I don't know I thought it was like the funk off the plant was driving it up that's what i thought was happening because i noticed a couple of times i like came back and everything had been grown for a while oh maybe and my shit had jacked all the way up 
I don't know. There's yeah. That that I don't like working that stuff out. I don't mind. I think that's a really interesting part of the game, like working out those tiny systems so that you can properly master yeah. uh, the growing aspect. I think that's a really interesting part. Uh, yeah, it's just the goofy UI shit that I'm not a fan of. But it's like, and that's I think that's the thing. It's pretty fixable. Yeah, it's preview build like. Yeah, like <laughs> the, the tutorial U- UI stuff, stuff is, is really fucking yeah. easy to fix, um, and it, like the system stuff, the stuff that the game is built off, is good. So yeah, yeah, I'm about it. Um, do we know when the fuck it comes out? I have no idea. We, yeah, I have no idea. Fuck, we good at this sometime this year. Um, Was that the email? What the email said? I don't know. <laughs> Steam like says that. available 2019. Yeah. Okay. Gold. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway, what's next? Um, uh, shall we do Slay the Spire? Yep. This is your game. It is my game. Uh, I love this game so much, and I'm so bad at it. I'm so depressingly bad at it. Uh, I'm still playing it more and more. Uh I don't really know how to get better. Like, I don't know how to be better at this game. I don't think there is a way for me to be better. Maybe I'm just shit at these sorts of games. What are you doing? Nothing. Just... Okay, then. Um, <laughs> just messing with you. Good times. Uh, yeah, I, I, like, I, I don't think there is a way for me to be better because it's not like... Uh, it's not like there's some something I can train there's not some aspect of my game that I can improve upon. It's not like I could be better at aiming mm. uh, or I could get over the part where, like, in every BR game, every time we have a Battle Royale session, I'll, I'll potato every, like, the first couple of games. I'll potato any time we get into a gunfight because I'll be too panicked. I'll be like, oh, God, fuck! And then, like, after the second game, I'll be like, fucking John Wick shit, but... Until then, I'll be like, <laughs> whiff, whiff. Oh, God. Potato aim. Fuck. I've lost this another game. Um, yeah. Like, that's not that's not what's happening in Slay the Spire. I spoke about it before, obviously. It's a card game with a dungeon run mixed in together. Uh, and it is, you know, it, it, it's a deck builder. So it's about, like... Uh, creating the best combination of cards uh most recently uh i've started like getting rid of cards because you start off with a bunch of stuff and uh it occurred to me uh that taking literally every card that i picked up um might not be the best plan might not be the the winning strategy uh so i've like started culling not picking up everything unless i'm certain i'm actually going to use it it used to be like previously i was like what's the best of my of, of these three cards right uh but you can choose to take none right you don't have to take one you can choose to take none of them and then you can alter uh like it, it can make a huge impact on your decisions and stuff and how you play and uh if you've got like less cards there's more chance of the cards you need showing up right if you've got five cards show up in your hand at any one time and you've only got 20 cards in your fucking deck then 
by the fourth hand, you should see the card that you want, right? So it's only four turns that you can get absolutely fucked on. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, you can get you can get some fucking distance out of that. Like, there's uh, it's it's a halfway decent strategy, and like a lot of the cards that you're trying to get rid of, it makes sense to try and get rid of them. Like, yeah, I'm playing a lot of the uh, there's three different classes. There's the, like the warrior the ranger and the, the robot mage and uh, i've been playing the robot mage guy a lot and i just think there's like so he's such a good example of fantastic rng because like he's got these three orbs that sort of sit above his head and you can build it out you can have fucking tons of orbs right, right? Uh, and at the end of every turn uh those orbs will sorry <laughs> <laughs> Depending on which uh, like affinity that orb is imbued with, it can be like lightning, frost, chaos, or energy. I want to say um, fire. Not not fire. Um, Faraga. Not Faraga. Um, depending on which one of those you imbue with, uh, it it will do something at the end of every return. If you've got frost in an orb, it'll give you th- like three block. I think uh, if you've got uh chaos it will like boost up the power of the orb uh if you've got energy it'll give you like more energy to play with in the next turn so you can make more moves and shit yeah Uh, it's similar to fucking the way that like invoker in dota works or um there was that there was that uh, magicka where you were like spinning up the orbs and depending on what combination you had sort of Excelled yeah. certain magic properties, and the build I've been well not yeah the build I've been playing with is like lightning. So I try to fill all those orbs up with lightning, and at the end of every turn, it'll do three damage to a random enemy, and you can sort of build that up quite a bit, so that it's like it can be doing five damage each turn, and then the other thing you can do is when you push out. Like, when you add another lightning orb, it'll push one out and activate it, Mm. and it'll do 10 damage, right, instead of 5. And you can get it into a situation where you are just churning through these lightning things, and it's doing it to random enemies, right? You don't get to pick which enemy, but it's doing it in such a way where you are suddenly doing, like, copious amounts of damage, and you're able to really, like, fuck shit up without technically attacking at all. And right. so at that point, the only thing you want to do is either be able to generate more lightning bolts or generate fucking shields for yourself so that you can live long enough to actually make enough lightning uh, balls. And, like, it's a it's a really interesting playstyle. I don't know if it's a winning strategy necessarily, but I enjoy playing it. Like... There are some flaws, I feel. Uh, you do wind up in situations where there, if there's, like, lots of enemies, mm. um, like, if there's a, just a stack of enemies, uh, there's, like, this big uh, slime blob, and after you do a half its health and damage, it'll split, and you've got to take on two enemies that both have that's like that same so you get it down to 150 health it'll split into two enemies that have 150 health so you still have to do 300 fucking health worth of damage and now it's just across two things and so that's tricky 
uh, it's it's like you need to do enough damage to make sure that when it does split, you you aren't taking two foot steps forward and two steps back. Like you're not back at square one. Right. Uh, um. So yeah, it, it can be tricky because yeah, you don't exactly get to choose where that damage goes, but it's, that's good RNG because you can manage it, right? And if you don't manage for it to go wrong, if you manage, if you just play it like it's always going to, like the dice are always going to roll in your favor and then you get fucked, then that's sort of on you. Yeah. Like it's, it's, that's good RNG in my, my opinion, because you can full blown manage for that. Right. Uh, it's, it's a situation where you don't feel punished for rolling bad, for getting a bad roll. Uh, you just, if the dice fall your way, you're like, cool, excellent. And if they don't, you're like, fair enough, I'll get it next time, right? Like, that's that's good. Bad is when you're like, bad is XCOM's 95% to hit and then you miss. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's bad, RNG. That's like, fuck. I can't believe this has happened. Um, <laughs> Three times in a row. <laughs> unbelievable. Unbelievable. Um, they changed that, didn't they? In the... I think they did in two, yeah. Yeah, they yeah. fixed it. Um, but yeah, like, it's got, yeah, so it's, it's just got lots of that. Like, I know pe- like, people are really good at this game and I haven't uncovered the trick yet. There must be a trick, right? That I just don't know. Um, I don't think, like, I haven't worked it out yet. Right. But I don't mind, right? Like, I don't mind being bad because I I do feel like I'm learning more about it each time I play it, right? Like, I, I, and I'm coming to this shit on my own, right? Like, yeah. It's, I think my only, my only problem is that I, I don't really notice anyone talking about it, right? Like, I don't, doesn't seem like a game that people play much or talk about i know it's huge it's fucking huge but people don't really talk i think the fact that you want to come to this shit on your own means people don't necessarily want to talk about it but i want to talk about it i want to talk about it all the time but Hmm. yeah people just don't seem to yeah have much to say I, i guess it's it's not like a story game it's not a game where you're like oh and then blah 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 happened and i did this right it's not I think that's common in a lot of roguelikes and this doesn't seem to really do that uh, because it is. it seems like it's quite a personal experience. Yeah. Anyway. Um, it's still awesome. Mm. I 100% recommend it. It is absolutely my like killing time game. When Apex Legends was down the other day, I was playing it while I had... Apex up, right? Full screen. Are they quick this, games? Are they? Uh, no, but you can sort of like quit halfway through. There's like, or you can just leave it open at like the fifty percent point of a match, and then come just back come to back. it. Right. Oh, that's good. Um, it's not very resource intensive or anything, so yeah, it's good. Anyway, that's that. Yeah. Yep. Uh, eighty days. Should we talk about eighty days? May as well. I've not heard of this game before, I don't think. It's fucking amazing. It is such a good game. Um, I'd heard about it a couple of times. 
I believe uh, Dave Wagus, um, who was on that podcast I went on, Seven Hour Ten Cast. Sure. Uh, but he's also like been in the industry way longer than I have. Uh, everything from editor of PC Powerplay to Kotaku. PR of Microsoft and shit. Oh yeah, <laughs> editor of Kotaku. Uh, yeah, like fucking heaps of shit. Uh, he raved about it. Raved. And I found it on mobile. Didn't seem like the sort of game I'd want to play on PC, but I found it on mobile. And it's fucking spectacular. Uh, it is a, it's basically a choose your own adventure. Uh, it's got a bit of roguelike sort of stuff about it. It's based on, you know, the book around the world in 80 days. Yeah. Uh, no, and Jackie Chan. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, the, the classic, of course. Uh, and, uh, yeah, it's sort of based on that and it's, it sort of revolves around you charting a course around the world and you have 80 days to make it happen and it's like it's reading heavy um Mm. and you make these choices you can't really go back on them and it is utterly fascinating there's like it's it's not the real world it's not based in the real world it's based in this fantastical steampunk sort of world where there are like rocket style flying machines and all this kind of stuff and um, odd odd technologies that allow you to see into the past and all this kind of shit and um, yeah like you are you know you've got you've got your clock there you know how many days are left you know how far around the world you are and that's basically it. the challenge is to get around the world in eighty days. Uh, you aren't playing as Phineas Fogg. Is it Phineas? I don't know. Um, Phineas Fogg. You're not playing as the main character of the book. You're playing as his valet or valet. And uh, you are sort of organizing all this kind of stuff. Like at each town, you've got like four options. You can go to the market to buy and sell stuff. You can go to the bank to take out like money. You can explore the city that you're in or you can plan your next bit of travel and there's sort of a bit of a buying and selling game in there where you'll buy something in one place and like try to make sure you wherever you go to charts through another place where that will be valuable um i think i sold like a painting that i bought in france in berlin for like seven grand and uh that was a very valuable detour um and it's all like ancient times so like a couple of grand is worth exponentially more than that in now time so yeah like you're just sort of sort of managing your funds managing your time and at the same time like being taken through this story uh about travel in this uh like steampunk otherworldly uh 19th century world and yeah, it's really good. It on the phone it works so good because basically the moment you like switch away from it, it saves your progress on the spot like a save state type thing. So when you come back, you'll be exactly where you were, which means it's at the same time unbelievably playable. Like when you you know sitting on the toilet yeah. uh, doing poops, 
doing your morning poops and suddenly it's 40 minutes because you've been traveling around the world. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if like the fucking, the door buzzer goes and there's a, a delivery man downstairs and he's, he isn't, you know, doesn't really have enough time to wait for you to finish playing the game. You can just immediately close it, <laughs> wipe your butt, obviously wash your hands and then go get the door. Uh, like, this yeah, sounds like good. something that happened. No, no, no. Hypothetical. <laughs> like uh, <laughs> um, and when you come, like when you open the phone again, it's right there. Like it's perfect. It's yeah. flawless, which is fantastic. Um, just it's really good writing, uh, really interesting world building, and like built into this weird race against the clock, uh, right. where you're yeah. You sort of learn about the world. Uh, I don't know if you can fail. Because I haven't finished one race yet. I'm right. at day 45 uh, of my first attempt. Um, so you can play it multiple I, times. I think, yeah, I believe it's it's supposed to be extremely replayable. Because, and, and I can see how it would be. Because like my first time, I traveled from London to Paris. But I could have traveled from London to... like. Uh, um, Spain or North or like the Netherlands or something like that. Like my choices, I had quite a few choices. I didn't have to go to Paris. I just went to Paris because I wasn't sure how any anything worked necessarily, and it seemed like a an appropriate starting point. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, you could you can make a whole bunch of different choices, and I like every time you make a decision, it affects your relationship with like. Mr. Monsieur Fogg or uh, how the world sees you, all this kind of stuff. Uh, you've got like a health gauge that you need to manage. Uh, I believe it's Fogg's health, not yours, uh, but it's like your wariness from traveling on the road. Uh, you don't want to let that get too low. Um, this like stuff that you can buy that will randomly give you a boon. Um, I was able to like get us an airship to like travel earlier than mm-hmm. like it was going to leave on a Wednesday, which was two days out, but I, could, I got it to leave the next day because I had like all this air travel shit and they, they figured I must be an expert of air travel. So we'll, t- we'll go tomorrow. Um, like all this kind of stuff that can influence uh, how, how you play, like how you go and yeah, it's good. Like it is, it's interactive fiction at the end of the day, but it's really interesting because you make meaningful decisions uh, that seem to have massive impacts on on how you play. I got hooked on opium, which was not a good plan. Um, like, don't do opium, kids. Uh, and yeah, like, it's good selling that weed. Should have gone back to selling weed. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's totally worth it. I introduced my wife to it uh, yesterday, and. I've been playing it all week and I'm at day 43. I introduced it to her and she is at day 39 <laughs> already. Like she just, she fell all the way down the rabbit hole last night while I was playing apex, uh, before bed, uh, I like finished up, turned off my computer and the whole house was dark mm. and I walked out and she was sitting on, on the bed in the dark with just the phone playing this fucking game. Like she just got completely lost in it. It was pretty, pretty good. Um, 
Yeah. So get it. I think it's like six bucks as well. Uh, But yeah, super fucking playable. And it's like really good on the phone too. The only thing that I think is lacking on the phone in the phone situation is that um, the suitcase, like you've got to manage your inventory in your suitcases and can be a little bit fiddly on the phone because I think it's a little bit of a small area for you to interact with. Right. And uh, yeah, it's not that bad, but it's a bit small. Yeah. Anyway, good game. Fair enough. Check it out. All right. Let's talk about the division two. Mm. Um, Private beta started last um, over the weekend. Um, I think this was for people that uh, either have pre-ordered or pre-ordered the game or had signed up on their website to um, become a tester. Um, and then anybody that got a code was given three codes. Is that right? Or extra yeah, codes? Yeah, something like that. Like, well, they, they weren't given codes. They were given the ability to in, directly invite friends, right? right? Okay. That seems to be like you could just go to the Division 2 beta site and it would tell you that you could invite a friend or something. Okay. So, yeah, so it, was, it was not open it was a bit closed you, you needed to yeah. either know somebody or um have pre-ordered, pre-ordered. the game yeah. it, it seemed like more of a um um like a technical test as opposed to them like trying to drive up sales because <laughs> if they were they'd be probably making it open or something like that um no idea if yeah. they're going to do a second uh, a second one and have that completely open um, I don't know if they need to. Like Division was sold a lot in the first place. It was like the biggest IP um, they've ever done. Um, so I think it. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I guess we'll wait. And I see. don't think it. I don't think it would hurt. Yeah, I think a proper stress test would probably be a good idea. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because remember what happened in the first one, right? We everyone got stuck at that computer. Um, to, to, no. to try and get uh, oh you weren't there so you know they I don't know if we talked about it we probably did I think you did but when like they launched that game they had this computer you had to go to to get your um to get your your job or something like that like it was the first thing you went and did but they'd only made it so that one person could interact with, with, with at a time oh the line and so yeah. there was literally fucking lines like people were lighting up in a video game it wasn't yeah. hectic like when when NBA 2K introduces that casino and there's a chocolate yeah. wheel and there's like 40 fucking people around this chocolate wheel just trying to mash it to, to spin this wheel. It wasn't yeah. like that. It was a little, like, people lighted up. Like, they were organized, <laughs> like, orderly. And people were cutting in because you could yell at them through mics. Yeah. Um, but I we didn't really see much of that in our group because we were on there at the crack like when it first started um but yeah. i mean just finding little small bits and pieces like that can be helpful um but yeah i don't know i guess we'll see what happens they might do they might do something closer to release a week or two before release and just open it up to drive some it, just, it, it seems to me like they were releasing pretty unhindered last time as well but they're releasing against some pretty hefty competition yeah. this time so like it might be worth drumming up some hype amongst the general populace I think yeah. last time was March as well right yeah but right. yeah there was no like anthem to clash with it's like direct competition it's the same style of game 
Yeah. So, yeah, I think I think it might be in their best interest to get as many people on board as, as humanly possible because, I don't know. Yeah. Um, so we played a bit of it. I, um, I got to check out some stuff that I didn't get to play in the, um, in the, the like five hour preview session that I went and checked out. I talked about last week for about, uh, for a while. Yeah. Um, but yeah, basically the same exact same demo. You start off at the, uh, you go to the white house and then you get a bunch of your gear and you go out and, um, uh, you would have seen that part of you and skip a tutorial, but you get to spend your skill points and, uh, <laughs> assign them, things like that. Uh, and then you go off and start doing missions. Um, there were two main missions in the, the build. Uh, we did one of them at the theater. Yeah. Um, and that's the one that I played on the, uh, at the, the preview build. And I put a bunch of, there's a bit, bunch of footage up on the, um, on our video podcast of that one on the xbox the combat's definitely way easier on pc like mouse and keyboard um i think the same sort of thing with i kind of experienced with anthem probably play the game on hard um like the mission types uh on console for me like i'm not a big like i, I tend to play most of my stuff on pc but on console um i think normal will be definitely challenging for people but on yep. pc it's the same thing that i have with anthem it's just it's just too easy um, so we'll play it, probably play that on hard or, or whatever the higher difficulty is. Cause we were just stomping through like a lot of those guys. It was to the point where we were, weren't even really stopping and doing tactical stuff. It was just running through. It was a race. Yeah. <laughs> it was a race. Um, although we didn't, I, I didn't get a chance to jump back in and check out any of the, the, um, invaded missions, um, during the weekend. And that's the high level, um, dudes that have mini guns and the Johnny Five robots, things like that. Um, but the main mission stuff was, yeah, it's super easy. So I think playing that on hard would be where we end up s- sort of sitting with that game. Same as the first one. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, so yeah, I didn't do any of the tutorial shit. As soon as I got to White House, uh, I joined a party with you guys and got warped warp through all that shit like warped ahead of all that shit yeah yeah you would have fast uh, so yeah like I didn't see any of that stuff um, so I didn't have a fantastic idea of what the fuck I was doing at the start but it didn't really matter uh, you sort of get all that stuff uh, like it's it mostly makes sense yeah it's not hard anyway the yeah. UI is pretty decent <laughs> yeah uh, it, you can definitely see that they've learned a lot from the first game like uh, even just from the the outset, you could you could tell like this was definitely a better version of that other like that other game that I played because it felt a lot better to play, uh, a lot smoother, and the gunplay felt way better. Like there were like yeah, they're still a bit spongy. Uh, the enemies are still a bit spongy, but it has a logical consistency to it now. Like it's not fucking some dude in a fucking mankini is rolling around on roller skates with fucking guns and you're like you're just heading shotting him and he's just not dying <laughs> yeah what, what is this mankini made of I don't, I don't fucking understand uh yeah like yeah there's armor and if they don't have armor then they crumple pretty quick which is fun uh it feels yeah much more satisfying to like interact with from a gunplay perspective 
Because um, I think yeah. there was bits where that that very first mission we got to the top and it was like the the bit where you kind of there's like a gazebo there or something and you're sort of holding um, the top roof and then eventually yeah. a, a gold dude comes out and we were just laying into this guy he's like got stacks of armor but we yeah. weren't really doing much damage because I don't think we we're focusing on his his like weak points were on his back any, any yeah any specific parts or armor or anything like that and then all of a sudden his armor shredded yeah and, like, and he just dropped <laughs> done yeah. gonzo yeah. yeah. So I think once you learn those aspects of like what you should be looking for in some of these guys, then it could yeah. be a bit different. But other than that particular guy, it wasn't really too challenging on PC. It felt too easy. Like way too easy. Uh, uninterestingly too easy. Uh, which is why I kept running off into higher level sections to try and find some sort of uh, challenge. And you were definitely finding. <laughs> there's like a hideous disparity there like i don't think one level should mean the difference between like pissing my way through enemies uh, and then like one level higher i'm getting fucking shredded by them like that doesn't make sense that's that's too big a difference in my opinion like yeah i don't know but it also could be because you were just you didn't have three other people there shooting at this thing or yeah. Instead, you've got you going up against a, a squad of people 15. and all of them aiming at you. Yeah. Yeah, there, there is a bit of that. Because um, once we yeah, showed up, I, we, were, we were like, we went in that, running in that area with all of us. We were fine. Well, yeah, we did like, I think we did a second mission and it was all level four stuff and we were level three. So, yeah. So I hadn't done that one before. Right. Um,. And that was the one where it... That was a better one, I thought. It ended, like, towards the... You had this giant, like, pit in the middle, and there was that chick yelling, and she's, like, throwing people off the balcony. And then yeah. we had to chase her. Um, so I think Yeah, some, that was more interesting to me. Yeah. Yeah, and um, I think you had to restart, because we were having um, some issues Yeah, if you the, didn't restart the game every two to three hours... It's like a memory uh, leak in the game. Definitely a memory leak. Uh, yeah, I was, like... I couldn't do that last fight, basically. I I watched it uh, as a PowerPoint slideshow at three frames a second. Three frames a second, I say, because that's what GeForce was uh, was telling me. But I think GeForce at that point had slowed down to three frames a second uh, and was only updating uh, every fucking three weeks because fucking hell, it was not... Yeah, it was, it was maybe one frame every three seconds. Yeah. Uh, it was fucked. It was well fucked. So uh, I couldn't help at all, which I'm sure. Actually, didn't no. I did do that last fight because I quit and then re-entered before came the back. fight we, we itself. Waited. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So I did that last fight, but I didn't do the immediate the fight immediately before it. it was good. Like it was good at reconnecting me. That was handy. Uh, and I don't think I got punished for leaving and coming back. It didn't seem like I did. Nah, because it's all like. All, all the gear again is is instance to each player. It's not like the old Borderlands game where yeah. you just fucking run in and just steal everything. Um, yeah. Or it's like Diablo. Um, most current yeah. RPGs where it's like, all right, this is your stuff and that's what you get. So if it's there, then it'll still be there when you get back. If you're not with somebody on your team when they're fighting somebody else, then you'll still get experience. Like it's pretty, pretty yeah. standard stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then we, I guess we just, after that, we just kind of roamed around and 
yeah, we were trying to... I had to bail before we got to the Dark Zone stuff. Yeah, so the Dark Zone was um, uh, on the bottom right-hand side of the map. And yep. you had to basically run there and... Um, and it's like a uh, like a, a single player mission at that point. It sort of gets you into that area, and there's some high level. Um, uh, I think they're like level sevens or something, sort of around that area. Like they still had the outer bounds area in the map, but yeah. out of that area, there were like high level dudes still out there and shit. So you could aggro them and just get destroyed. <laughs> like at one point, Clev and I were playing. And uh, we could, oh, but what is that guy in the corner? It's, it's, I think it's a sniper rifle. You see like a flashlight on your screen. And then all of a sudden we we're both just dead. But some <laughs> dude we'd aggro with a shotgun or something ran over and just murdered us in like a split second. Um, but anyway, you get to the dark zone and and it's a, yeah, it's, it's basically just a, a normal mission, a single player mission. It, it gets you in there. It sort of teaches you the basics about how like the dark zone works. Um, going in and clearing a bunch of um, enemy AI that roam the area. Um, teaches you about extracting contaminated gear. So you'll get high-level gear in the dark zone that um, needs to be extracted. And then once, it, once it's extracted, you can use it. It's sort of like contaminated with a virus. Yep. Um, and you do that by calling in, you know, going into specific sections on the map and calling in a plane um, or a helicopter. The helicopter takes about a minute and a half to come in. At that stage... You can have other, in, in reality, you can have other players in the world come and try and steal your gear if they want. Um, so it sort of teaches you that sort of stuff, but with enemy AI. And then it, it gets you to go back out. You finish. Was there teammate betrayal? Um, I don't, I don't know about that specific single player mission bit. But right. once you leave and then you come back in, then it's multiplayer. Like it's a proper yeah, okay. uh, instance area. And, uh, yeah, so Clever and I jumped in and, um, uh, Rogue 2.0 was something they introduced in Division, the first one. They ended up changing the way the Rogue system works. And, um, I guess a big fundamental change was you no longer go Rogue when you shoot an enemy player. Um, it's, what was happening was that people were kind of either accidentally shooting people or you come into a situation where, like, enemies would purposefully run in like in front of you and try and trigger that rogue situation um it's things that they talked about in like fallout 76 when they were thinking about that wanted system like people just trying to work work a way around it and try and um game it game that system yeah. a little bit um so yep. now it's a manual thing where you have to actually press a button uh and then go into rogue and say like hey i want to pvp people now and once you do that you get marked up as being rogue. Um, it'll tell you on the bottom of the screen, like an Asian has gone rogue with their name. You obviously don't know where they are in the game. You can't, sorry, in that map, you can't see them. But once you like see them in your viewpoint, then you'll know because they'll be a different color as opposed to like white or green. Um, they'll be like red. So you can actually engage with them and you start doing damage. Um, and if you're rogue, you can kill other players in the world. And once you do that, it sort of like raises your rogue level. Um, and then at, at a certain point, if you manage to keep either wiping people out or do certain objectives, you can clear your rogue level and you'll get gear out of that. And I guess the higher your rogue level, the better the gear that you end up getting. So it sort of incentivizes you to, 
to keep pushing it. Like the gambling thing of like how high can you go? The wager system. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's the kind of stuff that we saw. I didn't uh, experience any of the betrayal stuff yet because right. it was literally just me and Cleb running around. You could have fucking betrayed Cleb. Yeah. Um, but we were in there. We uh, we did some... <laughs> we were uh, we rolled in and like one of the first things we heard was some gunfire. So we went over there and there was like a dude shooting some high-level um, mobs. And we went over and helped him. And then we all got a bunch of gear. Uh, and then we were sort of walking around and we found a control panel on a wall and and at this stage like Cleb was trying to make us go rogue and he was like trying to set us up he couldn't really figure it out um mm. but I initiated this thing on the panel and then all of a sudden it was like you're rogue now and it was like a series of missions you had to go find these panels in the world and activate them and um yeah and just go figure us like sort of chain your way through like five or six of these things and uh, once you actually end up finishing that entire event, then it takes you to like the thieves' den, and that's uh, it shows you like the entrance to it. So you can go down there, and it's not entirely. Um, it wasn't working while we were playing, but right. you get down there, and there's like a quartermaster or something, and you're obviously supposed to give him whatever it is you're getting out of dark that. zone coins. Dark zone coins, yep, and then he'll give you thieves' den gear. For, for PvPing and doing rogue stuff. Right. Um, so that was in there. And yeah, and so while you're doing that, other people can come and try and get you, but also you're trying to clear out all the Dark Zone AI as well, the enemies that are sort of roaming around. Um, at one point, like, there was somebody trying to extract some gear and we just rolled up on them and let loose. And then another team rolled up and started shooting at us. Like, <laughs> we had like two or three teams at that point come in and and um try and murder us and so they ended up killing us and then we spawned back in and we didn't really have a lot of time left to get over there but we managed to to sort of come back and start another fight with them um but yeah that that sort of stuff is is a lot of fun like the it feels like there's more like the thing we've always talked about in some of these pvp type games where you can be a dick if you want to, but at the end of the day, like, are you really getting anything out of it? And in this case, you sort of are. Like, if they've yeah. got stuff, you can get rewarded for that. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that, that feels kind of a lot better. And the fact that there seems to be... It's not just that, the entire thing. Like, you can go around and do missions within that dark zone as well. Um, same sort of thing as, like, Sea of Thieves. You've got, you know, your PvP stuff, but you can go hunt for treasure. I don't know how um deep it's going to get in terms of the content in there it's only supposed to be i believe 12 players in the dark zone um it's it, like per per area like they're not huge if you remember the dark zone they weren't huge like it, the dark zone was massive but it was split up into like levels right to try and keep people right. segregated yeah. into their thing um and the way that that uh new york was laid out it was just pretty much like blocks right it was just a square block and then you get up a little bit further on and that's when it started to get a bit more like detailed and deeper you'd start going underground into subways and whatnot um yeah but this like actual area it's not as like it's not humongous but it's still there's still a lot of places to explore and it's not like flat ground it is elevated there are there are you know it's not just a square there are places to go and like look for little crevices and um, 
crates you can climb and elevations that you can sort of get up and yeah it's definitely a bit more um thoughts put into at least that part um mm. i just don't know like um how and 12 like how many people? only three teams right like maybe there's more than 12 i thought it was 12 that just seems really low uh you'd think at least 16 right like surely I'd have to confirm. I feel like I heard somewhere it was 12. I'm just trying to check now. Um, but it, like, it seems like there's still cool ideas there. I'd, I played I, some of the end game stuff. The I jumped back missions. in. Well, that was the thing, right? Like I jumped in the next morning uh, oh, okay. to check out the end game stuff, like level 30, and you've got that special weapon, that, like your third weapon went with a sniper rifle. It's oh, okay. a fucking beast. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's like a 50 cal fucking fuck your day up um, beast motherfucker. And uh, yeah, I jumped in, but you couldn't free roam. You could only do the mission. Yeah. And so I was running around outside the mission because you weren't in the mission. You were <laughs> right. sort of at the entrance to the mission. So I was running around on the outskirts of the mission yeah. with this, with these like late game, end game weapons, like all gold shit, just like popping, like aggroing enemies from a, as far away as humanly possible. And then they'd all come fucking swarming in and I'd take them all on. <laughs> and then I'd go over the other side and aggro another one about 200 meters, two blocks down and take them all on. It was good fun. Uh, but I didn't want to do the mission on my own and I didn't want to match make with anyone, so I didn't really get into it. Um, Jacuz. Uh, someone's at the door, but I'm not going to go for it. My wife is away from home and she can get it. Uh, yeah, so um, that was like, that was pretty interesting. Like the, the extra layer of the game, the, the extra weapon added, seemed like a cool little... Uh, adjustment yeah uh, because like a so, uh, extra another perk right <laughs> yeah yeah exactly like uh didn't but it, at the same time it didn't function like an ultimate it's not like something that has to build up you've just got fucking you got this beast weapon Special you've ally. just only got like yeah a, a couple of fucking shots with it so you gotta work out when you're gonna use that um yeah it was good like that felt really like it always it, I always really liked getting the beast sniper rifles yeah, I'm yeah. not like an amazing sniper but uh, I was really like getting the beast sniper rifles in other games because yeah there's like there's when they're done right there's something fucking weighty uh, about just like lining it up and shooting the fucking thing you feel like you're going to fucking punch a hole through god with that thing and yeah it's like something you fucking could um this one nails it perfectly and the sniper dude starts with a good sniper rifle as his default weapon hmm. and then you switch to 50 count like you're already like I'm already headshotting cunts <laughs> and it's like bang 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 I'm like fuck yeah this fucking rules and then I'm like it doesn't feel like a 50 cal though like I don't understand this it, like it's a good sniper rifle but I don't understand how shouldn't it be bolt action or something and then I'm like oh this isn't it this isn't and I switch to the fucking big one and it's like boom and like fucking I, I miss but I, I hit him in the fucking shoulder and the entire half of the body of fucking, and like anime style buildings fucking fall down behind and shit and you're like 
yeah, that one works. And then it fucking wrenches the bolt out. And you're like, yep, that one's that's good enough for me. Um, yeah, so that was pretty cool. Mm. But yeah, I didn't do a mission, so. Um, yeah, I didn't do any of the dark, dark mode stuff. Yeah, it was a very confusing layout for the beta, I thought. Like, I was... I was... I didn't really understand how it was supposed to work. I, I feel like that could have been detailed a bit better mm. because I was like, uh, fuck... How the fuck are we going to play this, like, in the Dark Zone at level 30 or whatever the fuck? Or, like, can we still play in the Dark Zone? Will people want to play in the Dark, in the Free Roam stuff now that they can play in the level 30 stuff, like, in game? Like, I don't think they did that very well. Right. And that was, but like, you had to create off. a new character to get into that part, right? No. So what they did was they just grabbed the character they created and sort of auto-made three loadouts for him that were all right. super high level. So it was like a co- like copy paste of that one character that you'd already made, uh, with yeah, super high end end game shit. Yeah, right. Okay, which is good. Yeah, yeah. Um, I did check it. It is at the moment it's set to 12, 12 players. So um, this doesn't seem like much. Yeah, I I guess we'll we'll see. Right. I mean, when we were playing, it definitely felt like it wasn't barren. We were running into people quite a lot, <laughs> quite a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I guess that's the thing, right? Maybe they don't... Like, you don't want to be engaged with people, like, running into people all the time. You want it to feel a bit more isolated. I don't know. Maybe... Yeah. Maybe we just got to play more of it and see what happens. I just remember playing a lot of the first division in that Dark Zone and spending tons mm. of time in there. Um, it was fun. Yep. So, yeah. Yep. Otherwise, yep. is there anything else to say about division no. stuff? Yeah, I mean, they still got some technical stuff to work out. It's obviously early. Um, but it hopefully won't launch with a memory leak that forces everyone to restart the game every two hours. Yep. Uh, like, yeah. We didn't even know. Someone, one of the, was it Bear? Looked it up and found that it was like, they're recommending everyone reset every two hours, two to three hours. Yeah. We've, we've found that people are having some frame stuttering. Such fucking... <laughs> no. Such classic hedging speak. Some frame stuttering after three hours. And meanwhile, I'm at like fucking 67 minutes in and I can barely put two fucking frames together. And I'm like, yeah, two hours is probably pushing it, let alone fucking some at three. Uh, yeah, it was good. Anyway, um, then again, I did have 400 tabs open in Chrome, so maybe that, you know, no, I, lowered, lowered the time frame a bit. I think it happened to all of us at least once. Or yeah, definitely. Or like definitely, at least twice, yeah. three times. We were all restarting yeah. at certain points yep. to try and get that sorted out. And the only other thing is when Club and I were playing um, Dark Zone, it was, they were doing server resets or something oh, at some, okay. some stage, which wasn't just affecting Dark Zone, it was dropping um, us out of our group the, the whole thing entirely yeah, right. um, and then we'd jump back in and it'd be like waiting to connect and then after about a minute or two it'd finally connect and it'd be like 400 people in queue and then it'd just start ticking down really quickly ah uh, yeah um, actually speaking of uh, speaking of connecting to stuff uh, I don't know if it's just because I played a lot of Battlefield <laughs> but uh, do you play seemed like it was extra dog shit <laughs> with the whole partying up thing why would you party up in Uplay and not put like have them be able to join the game from there 
that like you have to invite people to join your party in game separate to you play even though the uh in like the fucking invite comes in through to join yeah. oh my god like come on sort that out that's fucking that's not good that's embarrassing yep um yeah and it's especially embarrassing if if origin is doing it better because fucking i got a fucking bing bong on fucking origin this morning it turned out all my notification settings have been reset for some fucking reason because i have all notifications on origin turned the fuck off so i don't have to find out every time someone's joining a fucking game i don't give a fuck about i have all notifications in every fucking thing turned off because i don't care about when other people are playing games uh yeah like in fact it just annoys the fuck out of me to see someone is playing a game when i'm not able to <laughs> and if i am able to play a game then i'm just playing a fucking game um yeah like drives me bananas so i've got all notifications turned off but yeah this morning all my fucking origin notification settings hmm. switched switch back off i wonder if this i hope it hasn't been like a full reset that'd be really annoying i might have to check because you know how fucking origins voice shit is all weird no. You know, no? <laughs> no. I don't if you want to talk to people if you want to talk to people in Battlefield Five, you have to have the VoIP settings in Battlefield Five set up, but you also have the VoIP settings in Origin set up correctly. Yeah. And it is a thing. It's a fucking ordeal to get them set correctly if you've got more than one microphone. And because I have a webcam hmm. and a microphone. And a headset. And the vo- and the headset and the Vive. Yeah. Of Origins, like, I don't fucking know. Fuck you, That's fucking, wrong. you rich prick. Uh, why don't you fucking talk to people on your goddamn phone, you prick? Um, yeah, and Origins, like, I don't give a fuck. You can't talk to people. Um, and you can't hear people either. It's really weird. Um, anyway, so yeah, I hope it hasn't reset all that, but I'll have to check. Uh, speaking of uh, voiceover IP and games. Mm-hmm. Apex Legends has probably the worst voiceover <laughs> IP codec I've ever heard in my entire life. I don't think people need to be 400 times louder than anything else in the world. And they certainly don't need to be distorted as all fuck. Uh, like, you probably free up a little bit of bandwidth to What's your bitrate? 10. Let's go with that. <laughs> uh, yeah. 10's, 10's a number, right? 10's a number. Let's 10's go with 10. 10's a max you can get, and we'll make the volume uh, 110. <laughs> Yeah, what's what's the highest you can get? Uh, we we generally cap at twenty to preserve human hearing. One hundred and twenty, you've got it. Let's do it. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Like holy fuck! Every time you queue up with a random in that game, not only can I not understand a single word they've said, it will always be like, "Get your flashes to get here." And I'll be like, <laughs> "Are they in character? What did, what did, what did, what did they say?" <laughs> It'll also have, like, been so loud that I won't be able to hear anything anyway. So it'll be like, well, okay. Maybe once the ringing in my ears stops, the tinnitus ends, I can ask them to repeat what they just said. But no idea. I don't, like... I have, like, a full-blown complex about this shit. Like, I have full-blown, like, stress... That maybe I'm having like mini strokes sometimes in that game. Like people will straight up say shit. They're like, "Yeah, <laughs> 
And I'm like, that wasn't English, right? Like, did you understand what they said, Luke? And you're like, yeah, he said, I'm just going to head over here and see if they've got any guns. <laughs> and we're like, the fuck did you get that? How did you understand any of what they just said? You're like, oh, it's super easy. Don't worry about it. Like, fucking now you got to translate every fucking thing this person says. Ludicrous. Um, yeah, if it's more than like two, if they utter more than two syllables a word, good luck. Like, there's no chance I'm going to understand them. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe, maybe they've got like a codec that specifically only works for American accents or something. Like, it's perfectly tuned for the American accent. Yeah. And Australians just sound incomprehensible. Because they're like, they tested it, right? They, they got an Australian to test the codec. Right, but they couldn't understand anything Australian said anyway. So, like, this yeah, sounds about right. What do you say? Something about something? I don't know. Mm. Yeah, fuck it. Uh, they don't make any sense. He's, did he just say bathroom? Is he going to have a bath? Fucking crazy. Can't have that. Probably that. Just leave it. Yeah, anyway. Voiceover by OP in that game is dog shit. And... Well, thank God they got a ping system. <laughs> works, yeah. You'd be fucking done, eh? We had a really good game last night, uh, or yesterday, Arvo, uh, with a brand new player uh, that was extremely valuable. Uh, it was it was so new to the point that he didn't know how to do anything at all. Uh, didn't do the training. Couldn't accomplish shit. Um, the better part was that he, he was the aggroest player I've ever seen in a fucking <laughs> Battle Royale game. I've never seen anyone fucking just beeline towards death as fast as this dude did. He, like, we were, like, we we started, was it Artillery? We started Artillery, me right? and you. Yeah, me and you oh, okay. and, that, and that brand new guy. The one, yeah. <laughs> we started Artillery and it ended, like, over near slums. This game under near slums, and this dude, right? <laughs> I think he didn't stop running. He he left artillery. We're like, I'm like trying to find some armor, and this dude is already halfway to the fucking next spot. All right, he's already fucking pissed off, and he's just fanging down this fucking tunnel. He's went down the set, like the other tunnel to what we went down, no less. And uh, he gets on top of this fucking building and he just starts shooting at people. Like, it's just fucking, yeah, cool. <laughs> we can see his, like, his, on his, like, icon, he's, like, shooting. He's got, like, muzzle flare, uh, muzzle flashes, and he's definitely engaging with people. And then he starts taking some hits. <laughs> and uh, he's, like, pinging where they are. And then, so, like, we're fucking looting as fast as we can I'm like fucking oh grab some of this oh fuck I've got no fucking heavy ammo oh no fucking no grab this oh I've got some fucking white armor just fucking run we slide down this fucking mountain to where he's like fucking <laughs> he ran like solo he jumped off the building and ran at the fucking team of three that he was fighting with so we're like fuck we get in there and somehow He's nicked off. He's continued running. Like, he just ran in and just fucking ran out again. Like, fucking Forrest Gump or some shit. <laughs> Meanwhile, like, we've arrived and we kill his fucking team. And he fucking somehow just ran back through and stole the best armor and then fucking <laughs> continued running in again. I couldn't fucking believe it. And then, like, so... I've got, like, fucking 15 bullets between both of my guns, right? And he's already pinging off in the wrong direction to another fucking firefight. And I'm like... 
typing frantically. I'm like, please go this way. I don't have any ammo. And he's like, um, like you can see his fucking icon, like turning back and forth. The arrow is like turning back at us and then turning back this way. And he pings towards the firefight. And then he like, I'm like, fuck it. I don't care. You can go die. I I got no ammo. I can't like do anything. Right. Like what the fuck am I supposed to do? So I just run off the direction that I wanted to go. And he eventually follows us and we go through the pit. We're like looting through the pit. Oh, was, no, the pit was already looted, but like there's a bit of ammo around. And he didn't care. Like he doesn't need anything. He's got his, he's got the best armor out of any of us, <laughs> despite having not really been in a fight. He's got all the ammo he fucking needs. Uh, so yeah, he just fucking pings on through the pit, continues on to that pipe into, what do they call it? Runoff, right? Or, yeah, something like yeah. Runoff, he fucking fangs his way into runoff, gets us into another fight. Shockingly, there's gunfire. There's two teams duking it out, and he just fucking pisses, piss bolts his way into the middle of them. We, doing our best, fucking follow him in. I get like one knockdown. You, did you knock down someone I or got two people? One, I think. I think, yeah. And like. But we both get downed and then finished. And he... He's not anywhere near us at this point. (laughs) He has, like, run off again, somehow. He's run into the fight and run out of the fight again. (laughs) And then, like, when I died, he come over the fucking thing. He's like... I'm like, yeah, cunt, I need some fucking help. Like, where the fuck are you? Like, you're fucking 200 metres away. Like, good God. And he runs back in. He just runs back in. There's two teams here, right? And they're fighting it out. And he just runs his way back in, runs up to my body and picks up my dog tags. Your dog tags are five meters away. He ran past and he them. runs past them. <laughs> I'm like, go get Luke. Go get Luke's dog tags. And he's like fucking working it out. He's like looking at your, do- at your crate and then he's looking back and looking at your crate and looking back. And then he runs over to your dog tag. You're sitting there smashing the space bar so that, like, you ping him to come get you. And it, like, it times out, like, just as he runs up to you. He's been 10 meters from you this entire fucking time. Oh, my God. And then he, so, like, you, I, I don't know what you, you fucking like. I know, because um, I kept pressing, like, because I was mashing space bar. And yep. it turns out that eventually it comes up on the screen and it's like, uh, I think space bar makes you quit. Um, and cause oh, I kept yeah, pressing yeah. it. Do you want to exit to the lobby? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not just pressing it. And all of a sudden I'm back in the lobby right. and I'm like, oh, okay. Fair enough. <laughs> I guess I'm not watching this one. doesn't matter. Cause we're not going to win. This fucking idiot is then, cause I'm watching him as he's like not reviving me. He goes downstairs yeah. and rather than running towards the spawn beacon, which is probably 150 meters behind you. He starts yeah. running into the other team and shooting them. Running towards He's shooting this. the other team. He's got no help. He's starting another fight. He's got like a SMG and he starts fighting another dude and then like looking behind the wall and then he's like, ah, oh. and then he starts chasing him. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, just, just go get Joe Rez back up. You don't need to. These other teams are shooting each other. But he's like, nah. And then so he runs back in the fucking building again and starts going back upstairs. No, don't do any of that. Just leave. I don't know. By this stage, I think I'm still mashing spacebar. Um, yeah. And then he, the uh, we needed to tell him how to repair his armor. 
Because after he, he lost all his armor in that very first engagement that he got us into, he lost all his armor and then uh, never replenished it and just like fucking pissed off. But got it back again when he stole the best armor. So he had like, we didn't have a chance to tell him how to replenish his armor at that point. And then so, yeah, we had to tell him how to fucking use shield cells. He worked out the syringe 100%, but I think he must have just been pressing four. Yeah. Right? And never held down on four to bring up the wheel to, like, use the fucking shield cell or whatever the fuck. Because he had no fucking clue. So uh, we had to tell him how to fucking replenish his shields. Like, he was very green. Extremely green. Anyway, so I explained to him that he should run towards the green thing on the map. (laughs) And he... Just sort of, like, fucking casually runs over there. Yeah, easy peasy. And uh, and he calls me back in while these two teams are still fighting out. I think it was three teams at this point, because, like, we were getting down to the fucking... The business end of this fucking game. Uh, three teams, they're all duking it out, and I come back in. Uh, he runs through the immediate area and steals all of the ammo, uh, like, 100%. So I land, and there's a wingman... With no ammo, and that's my gun. So I've got a, <laughs> yep. a wingman of Pistol four, four bullets. <laughs> I'm like, dude, can you drop me some ammo? And he grapples up to the top of this building, and then he starts throwing ammo down. I'm like, I can't get up there. <laughs> He's like, oh, yeah, right. Uh, so he, th- he doesn't come down. He just starts throwing it off the top of the building. Like, wh- why? I don't understand. What is your game plan? Anyway, we get sort of lucky um the the three other teams dwindle their way down to just one other scene and uh a fucking airdrop comes in and lands way away from them uh sort of inside the circle even Hmm. and uh so i uh i managed to get a mastiff shotgun out of it so i've got a wingman and some 24 bullets and the mastiff shotgun with 12 bullets and uh did i have armor i think i didn't have armor I was, i'm like running around i'm like dude i gotta get armor or i'm gonna die so i like sort of ran i'm, I'm like we should just push i'm like we're gonna lose this fucking game and i just let's just fuck push so we push in and i run up and grab some armor uh and then i just start like i'm caustic so i just start throwing fucking gas traps fucking everywhere like everywhere because um, they're still clearly healing themselves back up. They can only really be one general place, uh, this one building. Hmm. There just aren't any other places for them to be. Otherwise, we would have seen them. They would have seen us, and I'd be dead already. And so um, let's throw these gas traps around and then fucking chuck a bunch of grenades on the ground and then fucking we ping off back into the circle because we're not in the circle at this point. We just, I just gas them like keep them gassed all the entire run into the circle and uh he fucking pings off again right so i'm holding at the edge of the circle so they'll have to actually fight into me and through my gas but he's run off in another direction across the other side of this fucking trench and uh so yeah he's gone it's over uh i'm like fuck it duck (laughs) Oh, what are we going to do? Um, I'm still pressing they, space bar at this point. <laughs> well, they push They push me, uh, and he pings them from way off. Uh, I don't even think he was in the circle. Like, I think he was just outside the circle anyway, but he works it out. Uh, 
So one of them like splits off to go after him. I fucking I've got gas all around me, uh, and I fucking mastiff this uh this. It must have been grapple, dude. It must have been the robot. Um, the robot like pushed me up. I put him down, and then uh, I get pinged from the other side of the fucking thing. The person that had chased him down. Mm. Uh, so I go down, and uh, he runs up. I'm pretty sure he used the wingman. And he fucking just took fucking potties. And he killed him. And we won the fucking game. Uh, inexplicably, mm. he got one kill. That last kill. The only one that matters, baby. The only one that matters. So we got that win. Uh, and I have never been more shocked in my entire fucking life. Yeah, I uninstalled the game after that. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. It was amazing. It was spectacular. Um, that was like the second game in a row where I got respawned and we came back to win. Because hmm. we'd done it in the previous game with Bear. Uh, I put up a... I tweeted it. Um, where we were... Fighting I, everybody. I, yeah, we're fighting. We're fucking literally surrounded. Uh, and I pushed a bit too far because I didn't really know where the fuck they were. There was just smoke everywhere. It was like everyone had Bangalore or some shit. And so there was like fucking smoke here and there and fucking smoke. And I'm like chucking... No, I was grapple grapple boy. So I'm like fucking... I can't even put out my own gas. and So I grapple my way up and fucking start some shit. But fucking like... They pop out of the woodworks. Like... Every bit of smoke had some person in it. <laughs> yeah. So, like, they just, like, come walking out of the smoke, and I'm, I'm like, what? Where the fuck did you come from? And I'm, like, halfway through reloading, and they fucking put me down, and then they immediately finish me off. And, uh... So you ran... you like, I don't even know how you did it. I don't know how you fucking got me back up, because I rewatched it, and you should have been as surrounded as I was, because there was still fucking, like, three teams left. Three other teams at this point. But, like, you've sort of pushed up over my body. I downed a lot of players. Yeah, I, that's I true. downed, like, four players at one stage. But, like, they weren't dead, right? They were getting themselves back up. I think I killed maybe one or two of them. Because at, yeah. at that stage, I didn't realize there was that many teams there. Because we were just shooting one team. And then yeah. they, the team, like, I was shooting at started shooting at someone else. And then so I was shooting at those guys. And then they were shooting at someone else. And I'm like, oh, what the fuck? How many teams are you? What is going yeah. on? Yeah, there was, uh, there was, yeah, it was just fucking like mayhem. Like it was fucking all over the place. And like, yeah, it was, I'd so totally resigned myself to the fact that we were fucked. Like 100% resigned myself to the fact that we'd lost this game. And that was one, all my fault for over pushing. And then Bear disconnected. All right, his game dropped out. And suddenly I had a reprieve. It was all Bear's fault instead of mine. So uh, that was pretty good. But, like, I'm like, now, like, he's all alone. What the fuck is he supposed to do? And, like, you you were, at, like, at one point, you were literally standing in the middle of the open. <laughs> in the middle of the circle. <laughs> in the middle of this fucking desert, right? Like, and there's cover, like, 50 meters to your front. And there's cover 50 meters to your rear but if you run to the cover in your fronts, then there's fucking four billion fucks over there. And then you start getting shot from the behind. I'm like, how the fuck is he going to get out of this? 
And you just, like, it was like you were the reverse of Charlize Theron in fucking Prometheus. Because <laughs> instead of running in a, in one in the line, you just fucking veered off to the left. And that was it. Like, it was like you didn't exist anymore. There's some object permanence shit for these other teams. Because they're like, oh, he must be gone. Whatever. Easy peasy. Don't worry about it. Like, we were literally just getting shot by a dude who was 30 meters in that direction. But, uh... He's not there anymore. Don't worry about it. Because you know what I was doing? I think that I downed one dude, or at least got him pretty low. And then the second one was trying to back him up in front of me. And then they started throwing smokes out. And I was miraged. And so I kept putting decoys into the smoke. And you could just see them, like, shooting at something and, like, reloading in this smoke. (laughs) As that that was kind of wasting their time while I was running to the top of the mountain to try and revive you. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, so you run up to the fucking respawn beacon. Inexplicably, these two other teams continue fighting one another while this dropship makes more noise than fucking anything alive. Like, the fucking loudest noise ever just fucking bores its way in. And I jump off this fucking ship. I'm alive again, and I've got nothing. I've got no guns, no nothing. And I'm like... Sure hope this crate has guns, and unlike the fucking other dude, he didn't steal all the fucking ammo from the fucking crate immediately. So I'll in and get a Mastiff. Uh, not a Mastiff, I get the fucking Peacekeeper. I've got my fucking favourite shotgun, and I've got 10 bullets, I think. <laughs> uh, no armour, but I do. I did get a grenade. And, uh, and then, like, we're running, you're like, we should just push, because they're fighting into each other. And I'm like, yep, totally, but... Uh, I happened to notice there was like a drop pod like literally next to us. So I run up there and there's a Kraber mm. in the drop pod, the sniper rifle. And uh, that's the gold 50 cal sniper rifle uh, that you can only get from the drop pod. Well, I've never seen it outside of it. I'm pretty sure you can only get it there. Um, and that was it. We're like, well, fuck, let's go in. And so you go, you go in like the north end of this town and I go into the south end uh, but as we're like sliding in uh, one team finishes off the other mm. uh, and so it's down to two teams I was left. helping at this stage I was shooting both teams yeah you were sort of shooting <laughs> from your vantage point uh, you were doing damage and I was still really panicked about not having any armor uh, at this point in the game but um, they, they where, where I was they were basically sort of shooting each other and then eventually when that one team won, I could still see the second team. And so I'm shooting them and then I run out of ammo. But the dude oh, yeah. that I'd killed earlier as I was trying to get to you, had his box is right in front of me. And so I open <laughs> it and he's got like all the ammo that I need. And I just pick it up and then start shooting the guy. And rather than him going back into cover, he runs out in the open to try and revive his friend on the other side. And I am just, just like, I'm getting so many hits. And then I, it must have been like one bullet left and it would have killed him. And then I think you grenaded him or something like that. And he just goes straight down. I'm like, all right, yeah, that was easy. <laughs> I figured he must like, that must have been the dude you were shooting. Cause yeah, I aimed it and like lobbed it in. And uh, there's no like, there's no, you can't prime grenades. You can't uh, cook them. Yeah, you can't cook them. Yeah, you can't cook grenades, which I find mildly annoying. But, uh, like, if you arc it in the right way, you can sort of make it land so there's fuck all time. It takes about, like, three seconds, I think. Yeah, something like that, yeah. 
I haven't done like I should I could probably just like have a look but yeah I'm pretty sure it's like three seconds and um explode so if you arc in the right way it'll like land with like one second left anyway so if they're a little bit low on health though they're fucked mm. regardless and uh yeah so you're like oh yeah I've hit him real hard and then explode and he's down I'm like yeah I got him sorry <laughs> I got this sorry, like, sorry I got this and then uh yeah the other dude like is like hiding behind the wall just on the other side of you and fucking he's easy for my fucking the cray bar I line him up headshot him he's down in one and then uh, yeah you like you've spotted the the last guy uh, who's clearly just charging straight at me uh, I like managed to grab some armor off it turns out Bear's dead body uh, he he died in the perfect place for me to pick shit up from and then uh, yeah turn the corner fucking boom with the shoddy uh, another boom and uh, you're right running in behind <laughs> He's like running at me with this SMG. He clearly doesn't have many options. He's surrounded at this point. Yeah. Uh, but again, like the anti Charlie's Theron, he turns off. He doesn't run straight at me. Which is probably a good plan. Uh, and yeah, but I'm sort of guessed where he was going. He's just trying to loop around. So I uh, yeah, shocked it and him in the face. And we got the win. Uh, that was that felt like a, a huge success. That one. Uh, there's sort of there's a little bit of everything that's awesome about Apex Legends in that win, hmm. the respawn and the fucking general good RNG system that they've got, like that ability for it to. You know, I don't think it was definitely luck. There was a lot of luck in you know getting my favorite shotgun. Uh, like if it had been in a Mozambique, it might have been a different story. <laughs> um, or uh, getting a Kraber out of the fucking drop pod, the drop pod even being there. Um, yeah, like there's, there was luck, right? But at the end of the day, the win itself came down to skill and positioning, right? Like we had them literally from both sides. You managed to use your character skills in such a way as to keep yourself alive. Uh, like keep yourself alive long enough to get me back in the fight. Um, so there was that. There was yeah, superior positioning, um, really good, like fantastic teamwork, and yeah, like good gun play. Like I half whiffed one of my shotgun shots, mm. but apart from that, like yeah. I aimed my grenade perfectly. Uh, you called out where I should be throwing the grenade at perfectly. Uh, I hit 90% of my shots perfectly. And we won the fucking game. Like, and yeah, you, you hit all of your shots, I assume. Uh, all of like, every yeah. bullet shot. Of course. I miss. I know. <laughs> it's disconcerting. Um, but yeah, that, that it was it was sort of like the apex of apex legends ah. <laughs> um the apex and where the legends was that the one where we did three wins in a row was that a, another time yeah because we I, yeah that was a, i had a lot of wins yesterday and there was one point when we got three in a row that was the second of our three wins in a row right and the win after that was when the fucking bambino failed to respawn you oh okay yeah yeah uh that was that was a good run that was a good run 
I had a fucking... I think before that, we must have gone on like a run of seconds as well. Yeah. I reckon we probably had like seven games where we were first or second. Yeah, even yesterday. In a row. Yeah, yes, like, like my last game last night was the second place as yeah. well. Like, did, I was saying this yesterday. Uh, I don't know if you are in the game. I was saying it to, I think it was Cleb. But I feel like the game puts too much weight on armor. I think armor is too important. Like, it can decide a win. There's too much. I'm, I'm not sure exactly if because it seems like once armor breaks that is the there's no like spillover hmm. you don't have like so if armor breaks on a shotgun shot then that is uh, a whole number break so you do 200 damage and you only needed 150 to to break the armor then there's no spillover you won't do 50 damage on top of that right is is my gut feeling uh and so it feels like you it like the better your armor the higher your chance is to have a uh positive outcome from negating that uh, spillover Mm -hmm. so if you've got purple or gold you are at a significant advantage over blue or especially white sure which means that, like, rolling... And I know that loot is uh, obviously always a pretty important part in any battle royale, but if, it means that there is a significant power disparity between uh, having great... Like, getting lucky with armor versus getting lucky with literally anything else in the game. Right? Like, maybe... Maybe getting unlucky with ammo... Uh, but generally, you, like it, you can manage ammunition. Yeah. But, but if you get like if yeah if it's just you, and you've got blue armor versus a group of fucking purple or gold armor, I don't feel like I don't feel like you have a valid path to victory. You can't outposition that because you can't even if you get the drop on someone, you won't outshoot them. Uh, you won't kill them before they can turn around and kill you. You know, that's my biggest criticism of Apex. I think at the moment is that yeah, armor plays too big a role in the end game, in the one on ones, in the fifty fifties. Um, yeah, there's too big a disparity, mm-hmm. and I'm pretty sure it's spillover. I'm pretty sure that's what it is. I've been racking my brain trying to work it out, and I've been watching watching video back. And trying to work out if if that's actually what's happening. Right. It's hard to tell with some weapons, uh, like rapid firing machine guns. It like spillover doesn't really play into it all that much, but with like grenades and shotguns and sniper rifles, spillovers are pretty like high impact one shots. Uh, spillover appears to occur. I'm not sure, mm-hmm. but that's my gut feeling. And yeah, it's pretty annoying because. It does feel like you're rolling in. Yeah, if you're the, like la- in the last two teams and you've still only got blue armor, I don't know. It just feels like you're probably destined to come second. I'd say most of our seconds, uh, we come second most of the time when we've got shit ar- armor at the end. And I'd say if we come in with good armor, uh, it, it doesn't matter if they've got purple or blue, we'll usually win. 
because we've got superior positioning and as good firepower. Mm-hmm. That's my gut, that, but that's that's why I think we come second a lot of the time. Yeah, bad bad loot or people disconnecting or that. <laughs> yeah, that's also pretty annoying. Um, yeah, there's some stuff. I don't want to say the honeymoon phase is over because I'm just still loving it. Um, but there is a, I've definitely noticed a bunch of shit that is bugging the fuck out of me. Like the disconnections, the lack of ability to reconnect, uh, is really, really bumming me out. Even if, even if you could like, they disconnected and you had to respawn them in, that'd be better. Right? Like, yeah. That'd be better than nothing at all. I can understand not. Like, it, well, the best thing would be them to just for them to just come back into their own body. Uh, but I understand not allowing that because the game moves a lot faster, mm. right? Uh, so the circle moves a lot faster. So you'd have to get really circle blessed to be able to disconnect, restart your game, and then come back in in time to actually live. I think there'd be a lot of luck there. But yeah, even if you just had to respawn, like hit a respawn point, I think that would be significantly better than nothing at all. Because yeah, you're literally just down a person at that point, and it kind of sucks. Um, it's hard to hard to fucking overcome if because yeah, I do, I count how many players are left. I do the maths. Uh, I'll say, I'll call it out. Like four teams left and ten players. That means that like one team has one person or two teams have two. Like, I think it's actually valuable information, like knowing what you're going up against because you can make that, you can count how many people die Mm. and then the, like, you can see the kill feed. It'll do question marks once you get down to three teams to sort of hide it, but you still get to see the kill feed and you still make educated guesses on how many people are left alive uh, at the end of the game. And it does inform your choices. Uh, and making a mistake can fuck you up if you push into what you think is two and it turns out there's a third it can get you fucking killed like yeah and by the same token having like being doing nothing that should have cost you a, a third person but having to go into the last circle with just two two of you is a disadvantage yep and it sucks yeah yeah I think for me my biggest issue is and I think I, I put this on Twitter as well yesterday, the, the like lack of communication from them in terms of what's actually happening with the game. Um, yeah. Like, just that... The the error that I'm getting, the crashes, um, I seem to be the only one that's actually experienced them a lot. I think everybody's sort of had it once or twice, but mine is happening... Someday, some, sometimes I'll play a game... Like, I'll play a day and, like, it won't happen at all. And then other times, it'll be, like, every third game, it'll just fucking crash. Um, and this, the threat at the moment for this particular era is, I think it's the highest one on the, the, um, the support page. And it's, like, there's no one in there from EA saying, like, we're working. There was one person at the start of the thing that was, like, try and update your drivers. And since then... No one from the support team has said anything in that thread, and it's up to like 500 Ugh. replies or something like that. Like replies without people saying they've got the same issue. Um, I saw Alex Walker's having the same, he's having that same problem as well. 
Um, Does he get a 20 series card as well? Yeah, yeah. That's fucking... Finally! But it's finally the the 20 series big week. But it's not just fucked. the 20 series. There's people on AMDs that are having the same error as well. Um, yeah, well, they have that coming for being on AMD. It's like... So far, all of this makes sense to me. Yeah, I did see an NVIDIA guy in there being like, hey, try a bunch of this stuff. We're like, we're looking into it. We don't... But the thing is, like, they're trying to help on their end that it could be a driver issue, but people have tried rolling back drivers, and yeah. it's happening on other That's what you cars. did, I didn't roll back yet, but... Oh, okay. I lowered my graphic settings a little bit to, like, medium or something. Um, yeah. I don't know if it's happened yet, but I, I haven't played a lot. But like, yeah. to me, it's the, I think, um, like Treyarch with what they did with Call of Duty is, should be the standard. Like they were on Reddit every single day with a, with an update saying, here's what's happened today. Um, here are the bugs we know about. Here's what we're working on. Here are the patch notes for today's patch. Um, here's what it's fixed. And they, they do that. Well, for launch week, they did it every day up until, um, I think they'll roll out patches pretty much every day for about a week. So the first yeah. 14 days. And then they still up like every, I think every day they still put like a post up saying, here's what's coming. Here's what we're looking at. We're not doing a patch, but we're doing these things, whatever. And they're sort of engaging with the community and like letting people know what is happening. Like remember when we yeah. were playing, um, not blackout, but we're playing, uh, sorry. Yeah. A black ops. But we were playing like zombies and they were, were having disconnects in zombies and all these things. Like they were addressing those specific problems saying like, we know there's an issue, we're working on it. Here's what we're planning on doing. And they fix it within like two days or something like that. Um, yeah. Whereas what Respawn has done with, with Apex is they've gone like completely silent. They haven't done, they've done, I think three or four community posts on their official Reddit page because they got upset yeah that people I don't know if you've looked into this at all but there was a second Apex Legends page in Reddit oh. and um, the the problem there was that all the the moderators were respawn staff and they wanted that not to happen because they didn't want respawn to have control over communication and like yeah. deleting posts and whatnot. eventually they yeah. came to a compromise and everybody that was in the other or people that were moderating in the other threat, the other forum was brought, brought across. So now this is the official one and people are starting to move across, but they're not really, they're just not updating it at all. Like they're not, every once in a while they'll be like, hey, we hit, we did launch and today we did a million players. And it's like, okay, that's cool. And then like, it's, it's no content stuff. It's just like announcements about them doing well at their yeah. game. Um, they put a yeah. post up today. And it was like Vince Ampella, because uh, I was just checking it, because today's Monday for them. Um, I, I just like looked to see if they updated anything, and there was. There was a post. They put that they hit 25 million players, and it was just a fluff post of them fucking patting themselves on the back, and then saying, yeah. hey, we've got, uh, here's what we've got coming up for Apex Legends. It's a Twitch tournament, and yeah. some Valentine's Day skins. Yeah. Like, nothing about issues in the game or balancing or patches that are coming like the game's been out for over is it a week about a week now and we don't like yeah. they haven't done any updates other than server-side patching um this like really big bug that <laughs> that is happening for a lot of people is still don't know what's going on with that like just poor communication from them i think and that's one way that they could sort of just let people know what's going on 
Like, yeah. yeah. It's just not a good standard to set, I think. Yeah, 100%. It's like, it's literally what I was thinking as well. Uh, although I was also thinking about how much Treyarch has fallen off since, since then. Like, it is a... I was sort of thinking, fuck, like, my, my initial was, remember how good Treyarch were? And then I'm like, fuck, they have really slacked off. I think if Epic does anything better than anyone else, it is their constant fucking communication and updates. They are super engaged. And I think it's something that's very difficult for the triple A's to adapt to. It's something that I don't know that they can adapt to. It's just not how game like launches and game development has been done for so long. Mm -hmm. And I think Epic has really fucking changed the landscape and respawn Treyarch were like, were doing a good job of keeping up, but haven't in the last month or so. Well, Reese, uh, but, uh, Treyarch's definitely still updating. Like, I checked. But not... not they're not doing they're daily not, posts, no. They're not doing daily. They're not doing actual content anymore. Like, it's it's not like they're not updating the game with actual content anymore. Like, Fortnite is an evolving thing like no game has ever been before. And it is occasionally to its own detriment. But, yeah, like, largely for longevity, for keeping the game fresh, for keeping people coming back... It is better than anything else, and Apex being a free-to-play game needs to keep like it's it's all well and good to have twenty-five million players and suing concurrence, blah 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 blah. Uh, but you need to hold on to those players. You need those people. If they're not here in a month, then like what the fuck doesn't matter. What like cool? You made a bit of money in the in the short term, but you probably would have made more by releasing Titanfall 3 for 60 bucks a pop or 100 bucks a pop and selling a million copies, right? Like, yeah. Like, I just don't think that monetarily you can get away with bleed out anymore and Respawn has traditionally had a real problem with bleed out, mm-hmm. uh, with, with player bleed out. And the only way to solve it is to follow what Epic has done and keep community like open communication lines keep updating the game with meaningful content like really fucking engage with people um in a way that yeah i think is very difficult for traditional devs and they're gonna have to do something about it right uh and the other thing i want to bring up was the uh skins uh they're way too fucking expensive that's nuts they're 20 dollars a weapon skin (laughs) they don't like, there's no fucking... Like, I don't have... No, my position... I don't really buy into it. I don't buy into skins and shit. Yeah, I'm not buying... I, I don't buy them either, but that's just... I know, I know. I'm not, I'm not saying you do, but I don't really buy into it. But... Like, they're doing that all wrong. They're doing the whole system all wrong. You can't, like buy skins for stuff without like real money you can't buy apex packs without real money that's ludicrous i don't know what the fuck they're thinking like i'm earning all these fucking legends tokens Hmm. but i've already unlocked all the legends uh why not like why not let me 
spend them on fucking loot boxes or whatever the fuck, right? Like, I don't understand where the fuck they're going with this. And you can use your tokens to buy certain weapons, but you have to have bought other skins before you can use tokens to buy those weapons. Yeah. Like, nah. Nah. Um, and then, yeah, the like, it, it costs ludicrous amounts to create a skin using the in-game fucking crafting material yeah dust yeah whatever the I fuck think it's like, like literally called crafting material <laughs> right like it costs fucking stacks like fuck tons like I don't have enough I've played however many hours unlocked another fucking unlocked I've got both all the characters unlocked and I can't fucking do it like I think you're getting that stuff through crates and maybe duplicates yeah. but we're and not getting duplicates at the moment yeah you're not getting duplicates and you're not getting enough crates and like when you do get 60 fucking dust like sorry 30 fucking dust it's not enough fucking to do anything you need some fucking t- it's like 12 like 1200 1200 1200 to make a legendary skin yeah one skin it's fucking insane ugh yeah like there's so much shit in there in that game to accumulate there's all like you need to have you need to unlock fucking stat bar things on your player icons and stuff like there's so much shit that you could be spending dust on and there's no way to earn dust or create dust or like get dust outside of literally leveling up or paying money for loot boxes and that's fucking dumb as balls I don't know what the fuck they're thinking it's insane an entire monetization scheme is well out of control uh doesn't make any fucking sense to me uh yeah yeah who the fuck created and i think the problem they're in now is that once they start rolling out unless they're planning on pumping out some of these characters yeah they're in a bit of a like problem because they're gonna get to a point where people are gonna have too much money to to be able to just unlock some of these characters like I feel like I'm gonna be fine I, I'm gonna unlock the fucking <laughs> as soon as they release a new character I'll be able to unlock it yeah. like immediately yeah it's not even gonna yeah like matter like it's gonna be fucking instant like I don't want it to be a grind but on the other yeah. hand like I don't know I don't think it should be at all mm. but they need to make their money somewhere and I think they've fucked it up by having the skins be too much like they they need to be way cheaper yeah. Um, because unless they're going for whales, nobody's spending twenty fucking dollars on a gun skin, like one gun skin. Yeah, it's it's insane. Um, like in Dota, uh, you can buy complete sets, like fucking everything, with changes the way abilities work and whatnot. It's like a couple bucks. Um, yeah. Sometimes for that stuff, and so like, and then sometimes I'll go like way over the top and be like. Here's a fifteen to twenty dollar skin, and it changes like everything. It changes like the look of all the abilities and how they work and their ultimates, and just like completely reskins everything on there. Uh, but like a, a weapon skin for twenty bucks that just looks different is is I think way too high. They need to bring that down a bit. Um, and I don't think they can go now. All right, here's some new characters, but this one's going to be. Th- like twice as much like what if it comes out and like this one's $24,000 for coins like you need to spend then there'll be a bit of sh- backlash I feel like like you guys were charging 
this much for before and now they're worth this much like you've just rebalanced the whole economy I think they've set yeah. it up in a way that they can't go higher anymore um, and then they can't yeah. really drop the skin prices because people have already paid for that much as well then they're going to be wanting refunds and whatnot. so I think yep. they're in a, a bad spot for that monetization stuff but we'll see I mean are they going to bring out like a season pass type deal where well they are aren't they that's that's what they announced isn't it yeah right I think they're going to do that kind of stuff I'm pretty sure um yeah like that yeah it's 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 a I just don't understand how they launched it with I mean it's cool it's cool that they focused and made the fucking game as good as humanly possible first as opposed to making the fucking monetization perfect first. I'd, I'd rather it go this way than fucking any other way, but hmm. yeah, it is pretty goofy the way it is. Fuck. Yeah. Oof. Anyway, uh, it's, yeah, literally the least consequential part of a, um, a game I otherwise fucking adore. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, still like absolutely loving it. Still playing it fucking every day. Um, yeah. yeah, and they've, I think they're okay. talking. I've read stuff about um, duos and solos. I think I said this last week. I don't think they need it. I think solos is fine. They don't need that duos. No, I don't think so either. Just keep it as is. Uh, it's what, like the ping system is good enough that you can play with other people without having to be partnered up with them. Like just solos and squads. Leave it like that. Don't yeah. need to dilute the the pool I mean yeah, yep you have to just fuck things up alright yep uh, moving on I think there's one more right Crackdown 3 um, this is mm. out this week uh, Crackdown the Crackdown series is a um, well it's been an Xbox exclusive since it launched the last game that came out I think both of them actually were tied to pre-orders for a Halo game or like a a beta, right? Was the first one? I'm not. I feel like the first one. Oh yeah, was. it was. Yeah, that was like Halo Three. Yeah. Yeah, the second one, I definitely remember it was. Um, yeah. I reviewed the second one. I, I, you might have as well. I played Culp with somebody. Yeah. A little bit. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure we played it together. Not yeah. a lot, but just a tiny bit. Like we just checked it out. Yeah. Um, and that was when we could like, could you run up walls or something like that? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, you could, like, run up walls. It was, like, super bare bones. I fucking love the first game, man. Yeah. Like, I really, really, really liked the first game. I thought it was really good superhero-style, like, power fantasy nonsense. Yeah. Like, it was goofy. It was, like, the right level of goofy, though. Like, the fucking skills... uh, Kills for skills, agents. And you'd get, like, fucking... You'd be challenging yourself to do... Uh, dumb shit constantly like just out off the wall trying different stuff trying to jump as far as possible all this kind of stuff like it was a really good fucking yeah superhero style game uh the second game was at its best fucking about with uh other like another person and that was about all the fun you got out of it like, and did they throw like zombies at you or something like there was some sort of infected island yeah, and it was if like really dumb, uh, like AI and like not terribly interesting gameplay, like just sort of dull shit. Right. Yeah. Um, 
yeah, not not a fantastic uh, sequel by any means. Yeah, I I think the only reason it sold well was because it was it's always attached to some sort of pre order. Yeah, for yeah. for like getting into Halo beta, and everyone was like, and that was the only way you could get in, so everyone fucking bought it. Um, yeah. So yeah, Crackdown three was announced at uh, E three at twenty. I think it was 2016, very early on in like the, um, no, it was 2014, uh, very early on in the Xbox sort of Xbox one era. So Xbox one came out Life, in 2013 yeah. and then the, the E3 after that, they it's announced it. Thing. Um, and I remember going to that presentation and I don't know if you were there as well, but they were talking about like the xbox one using the power of the cloud to to change the way we think about games and it's going to affect games and crackdown was sort of like their their like test subject of like here is what the game looks like and look at all this destructibility that we're going to have in the game and Mm -hmm. um you know you'll be able to blow up entire buildings i think you remember if you remember that look at that first trailer like it kind of ended with a fucking building crumbling and just falling over um Sort of like taking Call of Duty distraction, but being like, all right, you can knock... Like, Levolution is that thing yeah. that happens everywhere, and we're using the power of the internet to do that. And that you mean Battlefield? Like- yeah, yeah. Well, Crackdown was going to be doing that, like using the internet, like all these cloud computers yeah. to... You said Call of Duty destruction. Sorry. I'm just clarifying yeah. for the, our, our dear well, listeners. didn't Call of Duty have some stupid gimmick like that as well? It was terrible. It was nothing, nothing on the same fucking level. No, Levolution was the Battlefield one, but uh, Call of Duty had its own Levolution. It was shit. Um, And so this is back when Xbox One was going to be always online. Yeah. And uh, they ended up having to reverse that because (laughs) they got a lot of flack about it. Everyone has the internet, don't they? Yeah, everyone. you've, You've got internets, right? Uh, and then we all got phones, right? Yeah, and then so I remember seeing this demo in, in a, a back room somewhere where they were showing us like the destruction in the game and sort of how it was it affect the world and whatnot. Um, and anyway, so it's been pretty much delayed up until that 2014 announcement, and it's finally out this week. Um, it's pretty below average. Um, <laughs> I. Uh, yeah, I don't like a lot about this game. Generally, when I review games, I'll have my notepad and I'll write down notes about things that I like um, or like moments that I have that are sort of standout moments, you know, that sort of thing. Like you look at my Red Dead notes and it's like fucking pages and pages long of me just writing down moments in that game. And um, just things like that. I'm like, wow, that's that's amazing. Um I didn't write anything down for Crackdown like at all in my notepad because I don't think it does really much good at all. Um, the art style. Oh, let's, I'll talk about the sort of gameplay so people don't know it's a third-person action game where um, you play as an agent, um, part of a, a place called the Agency. And there's some sort of... Uh, you're going after some sort of like... I don't know, like other... Some bad bad corporation that's taken over this island it's sort of spreading their propaganda around and whatnot and um there's like this enforcement team that is sort of um 
sort of occupied this area and whatnot. And you're just you've been sent in to um, to liberate them. And in this game in particular, you play as um, an agent. I chose to play as Terry Crews, who um, would, you would have seen in a lot of the advertising and whatnot. He does the voice work yep. as well. His likeness is in there. And he ends up dying at the start of the game and what? and being brought back to life. And he's lost all of his powers in doing that. Um, uh. They've sort of like cloned him or... Or brought him back to life. I'm, I think mean, he might be a clone. Um, but anyway, you get to choose like an agent, and every agent has uh, different like bonus set. Like this agent has fifteen percent extra strength or better shooting and whatnot. And but I'm gonna play as fucking Terry Crews because who wouldn't? That's just dumb. Otherwise, of course. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so the game starts off and it's kind of like sets you off in this open world, and you are. Um, running around and doing very normal, like b- basic missions of just killing a few dudes with your weapons, um, and and basically leveling up throughout the entire game. You're collecting these orbs, and they're split up into different character categories. There's things like agility orbs. Um, there is firearms and melee and driving. And every time you level up one of these, um, one of these abilities you sort of get more powerful and it unlocks more things for your character to do. For instance, once you level up your agility, you can jump higher or you'll get the um, option to double jump or use your sort of jetpack to glide a little bit further. And um, that sort of allows you to get into other places a bit more easily or to traverse the environment a bit, um, a bit better. So the game sort of... Ev- once you start off in that initial area, it sort of opens up a little bit and then you can start going out and doing all these missions. Uh, and the combat in it is pretty... I don't like it at all. Um, they, the combat's taken the same style as the other games where you're doing this, like, scanning onto targets. So you, you press your trigger button and it basically locks onto them. And in order to shoot, you just press the other trigger... Um, in my case, I'm playing on. I was playing on PC, um, so my my lock on was right mouse button, shooting was left mouse button, and so you just basically lock onto a target and it auto aims at them directly, and then you start shooting, and they die within a couple like a couple of seconds, depending on what type of gun you've got, and it keeps the game sort of just keeps throwing these enemies at you, and you don't even get to the point where within an hour in, I'm like not even having to aim at anybody or like try to shoot because you just basically press both the buttons down at the same time and you lock on from one target to another and as soon as one thing's dead it's you're on to the next target straight away and you're just shooting everything like it's aimlessly there's no skill at all involved in any of this stuff um which is it's just not fun like there's no yeah the combat in it is just like no challenge there's no challenge there's no like reason to do any of it other than you're getting um like you're unlocking all these extra abilities and whatnot but it's just too easy to to get around this world uh and so i think the only sort of challenging part of the game is that that it does really well is that uh, every time you get these uh, agility orbs and level up there are sort of like these towers around the place 
or even just parts of the environment where you'll be able to see an uh, agility orb and you need to try and get to it. So you've got to traverse or platform the environment to try and get to those spots. So it really encourages exploration. And with the first hour and a half of the game, two hours that I was playing, I was like going around collecting agility orbs, like, oh, there's a bunch over there. And it sort of gets you to go into new places and explore it. Because really you want to try and level up. That's the thing you want to do. But yeah. then like none of that really you get to a point where it's like i just can't be fucked because there are hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of agility orbs all over the place that it's just like oh it just feels like tedious at the end um right and there's just like no challenge at all the the only good thing it does is it throws these towers at you and the tower is like you need level three agility to probably complete this one you should think about that and there's like a platforming element to that like there's a bit of puzzle solving you need to climb this tower and get to the very top and um and then you'll get more orbs once you get there and that was sort of one of my criticisms with just cause was that they give you all these tools to use but they don't like make you use it in any meaningful way it's just like things you can use in the sandbox and so like you'd end up with these three gadgets but you'd just use one of them the entire game because it was working fine and you didn't really need to do anything else, any other like reason to do it any other way. Yeah. And so in this game, at least they're giving you some incentive or some reason to go and do this stuff because you're using them in some yeah. sort of meaningful, meaningful way. Um, but I think that's the only good aspect of the game is that it gets you to do some of this stuff. You get like it gives you these abilities and it makes you try and do something with it. And that was that was always the best part of the first one, right? right? Like. The way it, it naturally incentivized you to sort of go to places that you wouldn't normally, or try something that you wouldn't normally do. Yeah. Play, step outside of your general play style to, yeah, expand your efforts in a in a different way. But other than those uh, towers, that is all the game really has. Like in terms of, yeah. there's not a lot of it, it. Does that thing where it's like here's a bunch of like here's a new mechanic. And then, oh, there's, like, 20 of these throughout the world. And then, like, all right, you've got to go do unlock all these bits. And then it's just, like, here's the tower, and there's 20 of those around the world. Or, like, here's a um, a driving stunt, and you've got to get a, a car and drive through this circle. Um, or there's a race, and you've got to jump around the top of buildings and finish it in a certain amount of time, and you get orbs. Like, there's 20 of those as well. It's, like, it's the, the open-worldness of, like, it introduces you to a new mechanic and then there's, like, 10 more of those you've got to go and do. And there's just not much variety at all in there. Um, yeah. At all. And so you're going through sort of these districts and clearing out these side quests to level up your character. But also, um, there is, there's, like, this really... They're trying to sort of replicate, like, a... Um, shadows of mordor like nemesis system where there's these bad guys set up in this entire region but um like it's the same layout of like oh there's two guys here and there's two people here and there's two here and up the top there's a big boss and you're like eliminating them and you're getting like information out of them so each time you clear one of these objectives it sort of um marks it off the checklist and then once you do all of them it's like, oh, you've got all the information you need now. You can go try and take on this person. And if you do that properly and then get this person, then it'll make this fight up here easier. Um, it's trying to do that sort of thing, but it's just yeah. like not interesting at all. Um, and once mm-hmm. you do 
finally do that part of it it just doesn't feel important like it's like a whatever moment it's just like oh, i could have done it without it anyway it doesn't really feel like it was easier yeah. um so there's like that just no weight to it all did you try doing one without any, doing any like doing any of the preamble shit no um mainly because there's just again not a lot of content in the game it took me yeah, 10 so hours to finish to yeah. Um, I finished it in two sit- sittings. I got up and um, um, started playing it around lunchtime. Went and got <laughs> went and got dinner. Does that mean you got up at around lunchtime? No, no. I got I got up. I think I watched some basketball. <laughs> and then because um, we were out on the Friday night, and the code came through on Friday, right. Friday night yes. after hours. That's true. And then so I got up, and then um, yeah, I started playing at lunchtime. I stopped playing for dinner jumped back in and then finished it a couple hours later um so pretty much that entire like that day i think i done it in about 10 hours and that's yeah. doing all like all killed all those bosses that you needed to go through i yeah. think i did all of the side missions um i except for like the the driving i like i can be fucked doing there was a couple of races there that i didn't finish and some stunt courses right. but that's literally just getting a car and driving through like a a, a ramp jumping on a ramp and right. going through a circle or a hoop. Um, but otherwise, I, yeah, I didn't get a chance to be like, oh, I'm going to skip this boss and see sort of how it affects this part of the... the because there just wasn't enough content for me to be like, oh, I can skip this bit. It would have been a fucking yeah. eight-hour game then. Um, right. If I would have done that, maybe I can go back and check it out. But yeah, yeah, it's just like the shooting is terrible. I There's yeah, just no fun a- to it at all. You're literally just running around and pressing right click and shooting on stuff I found this gun really early on like a plasma beam it just burns people so it gets to a point where once you've done enough damage on them they start burning so I don't even need to kill all these people I get to like three quarters of the way through they start burning and then I focus on the next target and start shooting them because they're going to die anyway Um, yeah there are um, a lot of weapons in the game there's probably about 30 or 40 different types of guns um, right. but I literally stuck with the same build the entire game because it was working yeah. for me. Um, the machine guns, uh, the assault rifles are terrible. The range on them is just shit. Like you can't, for whatever reason, it's like a couple of meters. And then once it gets past that, you can't hit anything. Like it's like the bullets just disappear. Um, and so I'd get to points where they'd be, they send drones at you at some stages and, they'll be flying up in the air trying to shoot you and you, you literally can't shoot the drones out of the air unless you've got a rocket launcher or something or they come close to you because for whatever reason the bullets just don't hit and there's stats on all the guns being like this is how much range it's got this is how much damage it does this is the fire rate of the gun um, how much ammo it takes and whatnot and so I was running around with the the assault rifle that had the longest range and still couldn't shoot any of these drones they were super fucking close and it's like I'm just not hitting them. There's no damage. And you'd switch to something like a rocket, like a homing rocket launcher. And just use that because you're like, fuck it. I just can't be bothered. Um, and the thing about it is that I talk about this targeting people. And it literally feels like an aimbot because you can target people through walls, like enemies through walls. You can target them, run behind a wall and wherever they move, it's still targeting them. And I think what they're trying to do is when you scan somebody, it shows you like the weak point, like, oh, right. like a torso. 
and it, but it's super tiny. It's the fucking tiniest little indicator, um, and yeah. it'll be like the body is orange, and like you should shoot for the body. But because everybody dies so quickly, there's no point in doing that. Um, yeah, and then and and like it literally feels like an aimbot, and but it feels like every enemy also has an aimbot. Like they don't miss at all. You can be behind yeah. a wall, and they don't like they can't know where about you're standing behind the wall but they'll be lobbing fucking rockets and it'll just hit you no matter what um so you're constantly under fire all the time they throw enemies at you that have um that shoot rockets up into the air and they just kind of fall down on top of you doesn't matter what you're doing you can roll but you take so much damage in the game that it really doesn't you don't need to roll out of the way it's got this push forward style of combat so that once you do kill somebody they drop um like a repairs your shield and so you're constantly just running around healing anyway and because it doesn't take any time at all to kill anything you're just not taking any damage i think it died i don't know twice maybe up until the last boss fight um where the, the last boss i died maybe six times five or six times um why is that that whole thing of like everybody felt like it had an aimbot on me and it just throws like right, cannon yeah. fodder at you and I'm trying to oh, shoot yeah. the boss but everything else is fucking trying to hit me and no matter where I stood I just it just kept I kept, yeah. kept, kept getting smashed all the time um, right so I got through that but otherwise like the entire game just super easy um, it just you just don't feel like you're ever gonna die because um, if you don't like if you keep fighting you're eventually gonna outlast people they'll throw like giant mechs at you but they'll also throw little like cannon photo guys at you so while you're shooting these giant mech things you just kill everything around you and you just stand there yeah. and take all this damage um eventually you'll you'll get some really good guns um and those mechs just don't matter to you at all they start throwing three four four of them at you and then that stuff becomes trivial like there's just no there's just no challenge in the game at all and because the the, the actual aiming system is so easy you, you don't have to aim at anything you just literally press the scan button and just start shooting and you can just keep pressing it targeting different enemies if they, if they fix the aiming thing would it be better would like would it be fixed would the game be would the game be better would the game be I think it'd be better fucked? it still wouldn't be yeah, good well, it couldn't be it couldn't be worse no would it be good no no it still wouldn't be it good it wouldn't be good no because the rest of the stuff is bad. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I just think the aiming... They, it's like the, we're, we're fucking... It's like baby mode. I'm pretty... Yeah. I'm 100% sure that you can turn it off, that mode. That um, trigger thing. There is a thing in the options. Um, right. Like an aim sensitivity thing. Right. It's But it's kind of like when... When you play a, a shooter or, or an action shooter, like, I don't know, man. Uncharted... And when you press your trigger on somebody, it locks onto them, but it yep. doesn't stay locked onto them. It'll, like, you've still got them moving around and you can still move. Aim assist. Yeah, you can still Not move aim. your, like, your look around and you've got to sort of try and shoot them. This literally yep. just locks onto them the entire time. Doesn't matter where they go, if they're behind a wall and whatnot, your, cur- your crosshair is on them all the time. And so you're all, you're constantly hitting them. So once you get one of these laser beams or whatever, um, you just use that and just melt them straight away. It's, whereas I think if they got rid of that system, like maybe don't make it the fucking default or something. 
have that be an accessibility option um, for people yeah. that maybe don't want to play that way. Um, yeah. But all the games have had it, at least the second one. I remember the second one having it. I looked I looked into the, some gameplay. It was definitely in there. Um, right. Yeah. It shouldn't be on by default. It probably makes the shooting a bit better or at least challenging, but otherwise, like the rest of the stuff mm. in the game is just, there's not a lot to do. Like I said, I finished it in 10 hours. Yeah. There's, there's not much there. <laughs> and I think they want you to go back and be like, hey, um, there are like eight agents, like I talked about, the different stats that you can find yeah. throughout the game and you like unlock them. Like it kind of wants you to go back and play it again, but it's just like, there's no reason to. Yeah. Shit. Um, so anyway. How was the multiplayer? I haven't played it yet because it's not out. <laughs> mm. But from what I've seen in gameplay footage, that aiming system is still in the multiplayer. That's not good. That's not good. Yeah. So because I looked up some footage and it was still there, but that's where the destructibility's gone. Um. So the world or the environments will be destroyable in multiplayer. Right. There are bits and pieces in single player that are destroyable, like concrete walls and whatnot, um, like little barricades. But, but that's about yeah. it. Um, otherwise the full-fledged like destructibility seems to be in the multiplayer um, but I haven't had a chance to play it because nobody's got code yet and they're running I mean mm. they're telling us that they said oh I don't know I, I probably can't say it so I won't say it anyway I haven't played it yet I haven't played the multiplayer yet but I'm not like I'm not hanging out for it because <laughs> I don't think the shooting's very good yeah Anyway, um, I wouldn't. Um, I don't think I'd recommend it. Even if you're a fan of those last games, it's just like because I, I didn't play the first one. I played the second one. I enjoyed it for what it was. It was pretty. Yeah. Like whatever. Yeah, it was yeah. pretty blah. This is just like I don't know, man. It just doesn't feel good at all. I just don't see any reason to play it. Yeah. Cool. Well, shit. Yep. Um. Okay. Crackdown three. Crackdown three. Yeah, um, I just don't. I don't see like, another I game. Want my money back down three. With, with with them not tying it to a pre order, I don't see how this one sells. Right. Yeah. Enough for another game, especially considering they have lost a fuck ton of money on this game. I'd say. Oh yeah, they had to have. How many times has it been delayed? Fucking sixteen. Yeah. Um, they yeah, got okay, announced cool. four or five years ago. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, okay. That's it. Well then, that's it. Crackdown. That's the games we've been playing. We should do some news. Let's do. Not some a long news. episode. I thought it was gonna be short. I thought it was gonna be short too, but you wouldn't shut the fuck up. Um, Rainbow Six Siege: Burnt Horizon. Yes. Coming out March first. Uh, and we're going to Australia. Yes. Australia. Australia cunts um yeah it's about fucking time mm-hmm. right that's about it right uh, about it. we don't know, he- don't know heaps yet we've seen the level um it's a uh outback gas station slash motel slash diner you know how many diners we have in Australia they're very popular outback yes uh it is it is our 
favorite way to eat food um, at a diner and um, you know what and a gas when and a gas station when they announced this mm. because it's been rumored I was like there is no way that it's gonna be in the fucking desert I was like that's too like stereotypical on the nose. Yeah. like ah uh, what's Australia too gauche let's do that yeah. And it's like fucking yep. full on, <laughs> like exactly that. It's literally called it's literally Outback. Called Outback. I was like, nah, they'll go low key with it. It'll be like a map that was originally not supposed to be that. And I'll just say, yeah, it's fucking Australia. It's the Opera House or something. I don't know. Um, but this, yeah, this literally, it looks like a they've gone for full on with with the whole Australia thing. Uh, yeah, well. Full on for the whole like, all right? Look, the only the only amazing part uh, is I only just noticed this because I've I've just brought up the the fucking uh, trailer, but uh, the place itself is called Hanley's Roadhouse. Yep. And uh, the Aussie guy you played in the original Rainbow Six, his name was Timothy Hanley. Right. So I'm guessing maybe there's a link back there, which is pretty legendary. Um. But yeah, um, there's a giant like yeah. steel kangaroo. Yeah, it's a it's a big like fucking, uh, I guess uh, kitsch art kangaroo, almost a yeah. What, what do they call it? The big, the big kangaroo. They could call it, and it could sit alongside the big banana, <laughs> the big pineapple, and the big fish big rock. Um, but yeah, like like so much of this. The the general art theme, except for the corrugated iron rooftops, doesn't strike me as particularly Australian. I don't get a really Australian feel from it. The trucks don't make me... Like, Australian... Look, I'm not going to pretend I'm the fucking king of the roads, but I've spent... I spent quite a lot of time traveling in the back... Uh, back areas, the outback areas of Australia. I spent quite a lot of time uh, traveling those roads and being surrounded by trucks. And you do not encounter tons of the flat-faced semi-trailer. The more... Like, in Australia, you just don't... that Yeah, that fucking Optimus Prime style. Like, you don't see that shit tons you see a lot of the more traditional truck style uh with the yeah the engine block out front and the cabin behind it like the i'm not saying they don't exist and i've definitely seen a number of them but to me uh there is a certain iconic style of semi-trailer truck in australia and it is not the optimus style uh, optimus prime style flat uh, faced truck sure. so uh, that's bugging the fuck out of me from the get go uh, pay phones that don't have Telstra all over them is pretty weird <laughs> pay phones uh, um, weird. it is pretty weird there's a red um, exit sign did you see that yeah that was that was annoying as fuck I'm gonna bring up like, all these things <laughs> yeah if you if you cunts ever been to Australia have you met an Australian motherfuckers because first of all you know you're all a bunch of cunts um, but there's like a lot of signage up there and like I do like it's really weird right like some of it does feel very familiar yeah I, I think maybe it's 
general sensitivity to the parts that really fucking don't you know like the parts that feel really wrong mm-hmm. that are bugging the fuck out of me uh but yeah like i don't know that's just yeah it just seems a bit odd it seems like they yeah wrote about australian books that old chestnut and that's that's they're like yeah yeah i fucking i know what australia is i've seen mad max don't worry about me i can make an australian map uh two rights sheila and that's it like they go go from from there um like yeah i don't know have you been to a fucking pub in australia that has a fucking a bull bull no because i sure haven't (laughs) I think, no, there is one up in Queensland I have been to, but fucking not many. Um, a riding bull, yeah. Yeah, that's just not common. Um, there's a ute in here. Maybe that's the chick's ute, right? But it looks more like a pickup truck. It's, it's got the full cabin and the full covered back. Um, looks very much like a like a foil drive as opposed to a ute. You'd think you'd see a fucking ute up in this shit. Right, yeah. Uh, I'm a bit disappointed. Uh, and then, yeah, kangaroo on a road sign. Like, yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> I guess technically it's Australia then. Unless you bred a bunch of kangaroos and let them loose anywhere else in the world. Yeah, because that's about as Australian as this would be to me. Oh, no. Just doesn't feel very Australian. Um, at least they said it was a petrol station in their official reveal. As opposed to a gas station. That would have been... No, that would have been a fucking... Yeah, the highest post on on Reddit was like, it better be called Servo or something like that. (laughs) They should should change the name to Servo, 100%. (laughs) Don't call it Outback, call it Servo. That'd be... I would take back all the nasty things I've said if if they did that in in an instant. Um, I'll ask them. (laughs) Do it. Um, yeah, and so two Australian operators, Mozzie and Gridlock, are the two that we know about. Um, yep. There was a leak I saw a couple of days back, and one of the traps, it looks like a trapper. Um, it's like a, in a spiderweb shape, so I don't know how it's going to play out, but or if that was even real. But um, yeah, that's pretty Australian themed. They were like spiders. Okay, let's do that. Spiderweb. Uh, but otherwise we'll know more next we'll know more next week so this weekend they're going to do a full reveal yep uh, I'm going to go check it out uh, and you're going to fly for 30 hours and see the same thing yep. so that, that'll be fun for you yep. uh, yeah um, That's about so it. yeah the Invitational kicked off last night did you happen to watch the games yet? Uh, no I haven't managed to watch the games yet right well, then we won't talk about it. Uh, I've seen the results. Oh, okay. Well, we can talk about it. Uh, let's do it. Uh, Mind Freak, <clears throat> sorry, Fnatic, um, played against uh, Cloud9. <laughs> I mean, Team Reciprocity. Reciprocity, yes. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. That was a fucking close match. That was it looked a like good a close game. One. I got up... Um, I watched, started watching it at two o'clock. The games kicked off. Finished about five thirty yep. this morning. 
um, maybe just after 5.30. So it went for a couple of hours. By the time that game finished, the so they're in group stages. The um, FaZe was playing uh, Nip, Ninjas in Pajamas. By the time yep. FaZe finished, sorry, by the time that game finished, FaZe had already finished their match and they'd started the next round from the other group and they were nearly done. Um, so yeah, that, that first game with Fnatic went on for ages, man. Like, it went Jeez. right to the wire. I think the commentator was saying, like, out of a possible 40, max, a maximum of 40 rounds, they went for about 38 or 39 of those. So <laughs> it went into overtime um, mm. at one stage. But yeah, so first game was, it was really uh, not looking good for Fnatic. They, um, they were struggling quite a bit on the first map. With which was actually their it wasn't their pick so they picked um right uh, they ended up picking clubhouse consulate so for re- reciprocity what was it reciprocity picked clubhouse um sorry consulate yep. and uh, clubhouse is picked by fanatic so the first game first map was not going well at all it was like a bit of a stomping um, and then things started to turn around a bit uh, and. They started getting some kills, and they brought yep. it right back. Like really close, really close match, and up being six eight at the end of that one. Um, I think at one one stage it was like six to one, and Fnatic took like four straight games or something. Um, it was really good. And, and the thing is that th- this team they were playing is like one of the best teams in NA at the moment. They um they've lost I think one game recently in their in their uh, regional finals so they're ranked like second or third in their group sorry in in na um so alongside teams like evil geniuses um they're very a <laughs> very good team and i was pretty worried for them when i started seeing these results because it yeah. was not looking good but then yeah man like they they came back Fnatic started p- putting things together um they started getting some really good kills they didn't end up winning that match, uh, that particular map, but that map, they yeah. definitely started to pick things up again. Got a bit of momentum. Yeah, and then the um, and that was the one that went into overtime. I believe. Yep. Yes, it went into yep. overtime. Eight six. Yeah. Yep. Um, so that was really good. They they came right back into that one. It was awesome. And then Clubhouse was Fnatic's pick. They were mm. picking, according to the commentators, some really weird um, compositions. They ended up banning some heroes, some, sorry, operators that shouldn't have been banned, or they thought that they really weren't sure what they were go- doing with it. But the bans were Capital and Bandits. Yep. Um, mm. Yeah, and then so, like, they came out and just started steamrolling. I think, I think they won, like, four or five games, like, straight up. And they were just on right. point, um, but then then uh, they switched switched sides. The other team started coming back a little bit, but they had some really good um, some really good good kills. I think at one stage there was like a five versus one, and on, like Fnatic ended up winning the five versus one. It was oh, it was really right. good, really, yeah. Yeah, so that was I think that nice. was that that, um, and then so we went to the deciding match. So best of best of three. Um, which was Villa Twinko, uh, Coin Toss. Um, I don't think you see Villa much at all. And I, it sounded like that 
the commentators were thinking that this was a map that Fnatic intentionally was banning the entire APAC um, season just so they could bring it out at the Invitational <laughs> with some strats. And they All were right. doing really fucking well. Like, they were... Uh, Reciprocity just had no answer for um, for what they were doing. Like, Fnatic was bringing out this Cav and they just couldn't find her. Like, so Cav's um, special ability is she interrogates people and then reveals mm. her... Um, re- sorry, reveals everybody... The, the other players to everyone on their team. So it's like a... Um, shows everyone on the map where they are for about five or six seconds. Like, you can see through walls and whatnot. So the moment that you do that, all of a sudden you can shoot through walls, you can shoot through floorboards, and, like, people just panic. Like, they're looking for cover straight away because it's a big... It's a big deal. Um, and so, like, they were, the other team was just wasting so much try- time trying to find out where Cav was hiding. And they'd get down to, like, a minute left and couldn't find her. And then they were just panicking. They were just running out of time. And then they, they'd right. get a Cav pickup and an interrogation. Uh, it was just working so well for them. Uh, and that one, um, it, again, it came down to the... It was, like, 6-1 which was or 5-1 and then they start like reciprocity started coming back and it was looking really hairy there they won about four games straight um they started to really bring it back to fanatic and then um yeah just one really good game on um by them just secured them the win so they ended up winning uh 2-1 overall on that uh that matchup against uh reciprocity so they don't, like, really yeah. good, really good start. I mean, coming out and, and beating one of the best teams in NA, one of, like, a top three team in NA at the moment, um, not convincingly, but putting up probably what will be the best, like, group stage match. I don't see how some of these other teams could outdo that unless <laughs> there's some really, really good games. But for that to be the first sort of game off the bat... Um, yeah, awesome, awesome gameplay to see. Because it sounded like the the phase versus Nip game was pretty one sided. Um, yeah, seven three seven zero. Yeah. Where G two versus Mantis was pretty close, eight six seven four. That's pretty good. Uh, good, good one, Mantis for taking G two all the way. Um, Mockets the only other game that's gone two one so far, and that was. Uh, seven two four seven and eight six. Mocket versus Liquid. Yep. Mocket came out on top. What else we got? Oh, sorry. Uh, Nora Ringo beat Penta. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, yeah, that is awesome. Four seven seven two seven three. It's a Nora Ringo. So Apex doing pretty well so far. Yep. Um, I think they're doing well. There's definitely some room. Like I don't. If they're playing this way against teams like G2 they're not going to win um, they got right. a lot of work to do that, that, like instances where they just look like they didn't know how to counter certain things um, yeah. or like shit alright we just throw a bunch of bodies at the other team because there's 20 seconds left and we can't get into this site I mean yeah. it paid off a couple of times but it just seemed like they just didn't have any answer for some of those like they didn't really know when to go in and so there was a bunch of times where they just lost because they ran out of time and they were just like looking for for just kills. Um, 
I mean, they definitely won yeah. a couple of those, but other times it was just like their time could have been done, like spent a bit better. So I think if they yeah. start doing that against teams like G2 um, or EG, they're not, I don't, I don't think they're going to do very well, but we'll see. Dude, reciprocity is, is old Cloud9. Like, I don't know, man. I, I don't think reciprocity is a really fucking good team. Yeah, yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. I just think they'll, if they, if they start getting a bit better at that end game stuff, like the last 30 seconds to a minute, if they can really tidy that up, then they'll be fucking. Yeah. Might just be like, it was their first yeah. game, a bit of jitters. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, so that moves them to the winner's bracket now, where they'll play against FaZe tonight. If they yeah. win that, then they move on to the main stage. If they lose, yep. then they'll play the winner of the two losers, that, so either Nip or... Reciprocity yeah. and Ninja's So Pajamas, it yeah. could be a replay of... I mean, if they end up that mm. winner's bracket, it could be another replay. Um, yeah. But we'll see. Yeah, fingers crossed that they make it through. That'd be awesome to see them on the main stage again this year. Yeah, hell yeah. That'd be epic. Yeah. Because um, there's some... I thought we had a good chance of... I thought it was a good group. Um, but FaZe is a really good clan, uh, good team. And sounds yeah. like uh, Reciprocity is also very good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, like... I, I, I don't know. I reckon they're in good shape. Uh, I think FaZe will challenge them. Oh, yeah. Cause, but... Uh, I think they can make the playoffs. I think they can. I don't know. Um, Nor Ringo look like they've got it a bit easier. Uh, they have to beat EG, but I reckon they get in. They can at least win the rest of the group. Uh, Mantis is in a tough spot. Yep, they'll have to beat. Liquid and then properly mock it, and and they've got G two, uh, but they don't have to beat G two. Yeah, that's a bit of a death on that one. I think that our group is pretty good, apart from the fact when I learnt that. Dude, I reckon it, no, I reckon ours is rough. Yeah. I reckon Group A is rough. Phase and and Cloud Nine. I mean, you yeah, know, I'm this, I'm this, saying I thought it was good slump. until I right. realised that they were the NA team that was in there was actually very good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yep. All right. Yeah, because they changed names. It would have been a bit of a curveball. All right. Um, good luck. And uh, I'm keen to see how the operators play. Oh, yeah. We'll talk about it next yeah, week. We All right. Next up, we've got 25 million Apex players and 2 million concurrence in one week. We spoke about this already a little bit in the sense that we would like to see them talk about other stuff. I don't want to... I don't give a fuck about them crying. It is good numbers, 100%. Fortnite's at something like 8 million concurrence. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it took them fucking a month to get to 2 million. Uh, so, yeah. this is These are some spectacular numbers. And a huge, huge congratulations. Uh, but you got to hold on to those numbers. It's not enough to fucking hit peaks. you got to fucking stay there. Yeah, I mean, PUBG's down yeah. below a million these days. Mm, yeah, their all-time peak something like three mil or something, right? Um, all right. Next up, Sean Layden on why Sony is skipping E3. You put this in here. I did. Go. Um, all right. What do we got? So it looks like that uh, Sean Layden is the head of Sony, 
uh, in the US. Um, he spoke to CNET about uh, kind of why they are going to E3 this year. Um, we got some quotes here. They talk about how they're doing an event in February called Destination PlayStation, um, where they're bringing all the retailers and third-party partners to come and hear the story for the year. Mm. They're making purchasing dis- uh, discussions in February. And then it says here, June, now it's just too late to have a Christmas holiday discussion with retailers. So they're looking at... Um, so for people who don't know, like E3 is generally an industry or it has been in the past, an industry expo, where they get um, journalists in, uh, retailers, uh, like buyers. Um, and like the idea was to show off these games and, and for buyers to come in and be like, all right, we, how many copies of this do we want to purchase? Um, and sort of make their decisions based off of that. And then there's like the journalist stuff sort of tacked on on the side. Same sort of thing with how a, in Australia, EB Expo, that was pretty much like a buyer's expo and then they turned it into having the public come around and check it out. Yeah. It was just like them yeah. working for another two days and making the booths a bit prettier and whatnot. Um, so this is Sony saying that like the market is changing now. They're saying that uh, retail has really dropped off and journalists now with the internet and the fact that 24-7 there is gaming news, it's, not, it's lost a lot of the impact around that. So they're sort of looking at their roadmap for the games that they've got and they don't think they need to kind of compete with all the other games that are at E3 and they can just kind of do it at their own pace um, and mm. they don't need, I guess, media there to cover them anymore. They can kind of do it in their own way, similar to what Nintendo is doing at the moment where they hold their Nintendo Directs and push out their mess- uh, push out the message themselves. Um it seems like that uh, Sony is sort of going down that same sort of style. Yeah, still feels like a bit of a wing-wang to me. Uh, I still think they're a bit wary of uh, Xbox and what Xbox is going to bring to E3. I still feel like this is a bit of a dodge, to be honest. Uh, I don't dispute what he's saying. I think he's thought up some perfectly valid excuses, but... uh, I don't think they scan for me, for my money. I don't know. What do you reckon? Yeah, I mean, I still think media are definitely still important. Um, Yeah, of course. It's one of those things where a lot of the games that you do end up seeing are finished. They're not not polished. Like, you go into those types of things with an open mind. Like, if you show something like that to the general public, generally they are just like, this game looks broken, what are they yep. doing, type thing. Um, so, like, the expectations can be a little bit differently. And having seen, you know, hundreds of games across all these years showing off in different sort of states, um, you kind of get an idea of what is going to probably end up being good and what just looks like garbage. Or what probably yeah. can't be fixed and that's kind of harder for them to do in a like having every single game be polished up until a point and um yeah making it look good so they're probably just getting out of that way completely and being like we'll do it at our own pace we'll reveal games we want to um mm. no yeah without them having to be three because I think that was the problem right is that they, they go to E3 and it being a big expo now they'd have to have all these games ready for people to play um they maybe just don't want the time to do it. Even the ones that we checked out last year, a lot of them weren't playable. 
Spider-Man was yeah. playable. Right. Um, the rest of them were behind closed doors. The big, the big AAA ones weren't playable. Um, Days yeah. Gone was playable, but that was a little mm. bit rough. Um, and then they had like all the indie stuff, which was playable as well. But like people going to these things, maybe expecting the big AAA stuff, are usually going to get like one or two games there. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't think they can abandon E3. I think the the hype machine out of it is still too large, sure. yeah. uh, too grand a thing for them to just give up on it entirely. Um, finally, we've got Activision Blizzard to lay off staff, uh, possibly hundreds of staff, I believe, which is kind of rough. Yeah, so this was a report out of... Um, who was it? Uh, Bloomberg last week. Uh, the rumor is, I think it'll be, sounds like tomorrow, um, right. that Activision Blizzard uh, will be restructuring and yeah, up to, they're saying hundreds of people could be laid off. Um, hmm. Profits in Overwatch and Hearthstone have declined. Um, we talked about how Bungie has, has broken off from, from Activision Blizzard as well. They, they're not doing Destiny anymore. Yep. They've yeah, they, and they don't really have like a lot coming out anymore. They've got Call of Duty, and then whatever Blizzard does <laughs> these days. And Zynga. All right, did they buy them? Yeah, they still own Zynga. Right. What do they do? Make most of their money, I think. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, um, yeah. It, it's it's interesting. Uh, I don't want anyone to lose their jobs. Um, and I don't think the biggest company in the world, the biggest games company in the world, should be at risk. Uh, and if they are, uh, I think that is probably a management fault, not uh, anyone else's fault. Certainly not the people who are about to get fucking fired's fault. So uh, I think it's kind of dog shit that they're about to wear this. Um, yeah, so that sucks. Yep. Mm. All right, and that's the news. That's the news. All right, uh, he's hoping it doesn't come to pass, but it's probably yeah. gonna. Uh, if it's in Bloomberg, it's probably probably happening. All right. Um, fuck. Ugh. Do you have any questions? Sorry, oh, I hit the wrong button. Fuck. Uh, we've got some questions. First up, uh, Zio, she didn't write this in the uh, questions, but she did mention that uh, she was listening to the podcast and uh, she was saying that she reckons the combat mechanics uh, that I was talking about, the, the special stuff, the um, priming and detonating mm-hmm. system, sounded a lot like Mass Effect 3's co-op, uh, which I didn't really get into all that much. I played it a bit enough so that I could get stuff for Mass Effect 3 campaign, but I didn't really play the co-op all that much. But oh, yeah. at the same time, the entire uh, concept of Anthem always struck me as some sort of excuse to blow the, that whole thing, which was apparently wildly successful, like way past uh, the lifespan of Mass Effect 3. People were still playing co-op regularly. Um, 
yeah, it always struck me as an excuse to blow that out into its own game. Uh, so I'm not surprised that it is very similar. Yeah, no, I remember that. Uh, now. But it's good. I, I I never really played it to the extent where I got into priming and detonating stuff, but it is super interesting to hear that that's the way it works. Uh, it's interesting because that's not how I ever played Mass Effect single player. So I, they never really. I'm surprised that it's a part of the co-op. Well, no, I, don't, I I think it's also part of the um the the single player stuff of like having your your team members and being like these perp these people do these specific abilities and then you chain them together no what i mean is that like in single player i never played with biotics or lemmings. right yeah i never fucking needed to i just fucking punt everything um so yeah i do remember that in there and now that that like rings a bell it's like wow it, it seems like even the remember i had jetpacks like you could you could yeah. fly in um Man, Mass Andromeda was you so jump. Uh, Andromeda was um had, had like jetpacks in there, right? Yeah, but it wasn't like full blown. No, it wasn't flying. flying it was jetpacks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I didn't play Andromeda that much. Anyway, I uh, just wanted to. That was a, a good point. That uh, a little bit of insight that I didn't. I guess didn't we never connect, covered. Yeah. So I thought it was. It was bring up all right baz writes i have to agree with luke on this oh my fucking god fuck off baz all right i have to agree with luke on this one in regards to last episode luke did say metro was just average nothing special fucking whatever question though how does joe manage to (laughs) where is the second look at this uh how does joe manage to continue to communicate so well with anthem's dick so far down his throat (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I hope it is successful as well but I fear it'll be dead in a couple of months but could be DOA as Job said anyway keep up the good work love the show Um, yeah it is you were getting a lot of shit while we were playing uh, The Division this week as well I was I was copying a lot of shit Anthem related shit while we were playing The Division (laughs) you're Um, like oh we were playing Anthem none of this would have happened I (laughs) was I was trying to point that out quite a bit. But, um, yeah, no, it's actually really easy to talk uh, with Anthem Stick down my throat. It's the balls that you have to worry about. That's what will really check you game up. content. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Um, yeah, I, I hope it's successful. I mean, we're, it's nearly out, eh? It's like a fucking week away or some shit. Um, Anthem? Yeah. Yeah. It might. Fuck. Someone get a chart. It might be playable. Yeah, already. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, let's consult the graphs. Um, it'll be playable. Yeah, it should be playable by the time this comes out. Right? I think it's this I week, isn't yeah. it? The early access stuff, yeah. right? Isn't it? I think it's out this week, early access, and then next year normally. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, Racy writes, on a scale of one to Titanfall 2, how much do you think Apex Legends has screwed over Anthem War? Uh, I assume the one in that scenario is Battlefield 1. Um, <laughs> yeah, Apex Legends has to be a... If I was Bioware, I would be... It's either the greatest gift ever, because you can always just say, yeah, Anthem f- fucking crashed and burned because you guys let Respawn release their giant Battle Royale the same fucking week as us. Or... They don't get the benefit of that doubt, and now they wear 
what will inevitably be the loss of players to Apex as a result of Respawn's actions and they will get in on the shit as a result. Right. I don't know. It's gonna it's gonna go one or the other way. I can't pick which one. I reckon it would be bad for them. Yeah, I mean it could be. I don't think they're the same style of game, but if people are playing that when it comes out and they're not enjoying it and they're like, I'm gonna go back to Apex Legends, then you end up with like the I want a refund or something like that. Whereas if Apex wasn't out or even isn't there something else coming out like uh, Metro, Metro Crackdown? You're fine with that one. Um, Don't worry about yeah. that. Apparently, apparently, Metro is nothing special. Right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like if if people oh, are he's playing that, it back now, and, I see how it is. And saying that, oh, I'm just gonna go back to Apex. Like it's a free game. I think it's better than this, so they can probably get a refund. It might hurt them. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. But they're definitely they're not the uh, same yeah. type of game at, at all. Any any stretch. No, definitely not. But like that, you know, Fortnite isn't the same type of game as anything. But it definitely had an impact sure. on literally every game that came out for the last fucking year or so. So, yeah, like, yeah, it's it's got to have a fucking it's got to do something. Crossy Raven posted a great image that I really liked. Uh, it was the it was the Simpsons. Where Bart's gonna smash Homer over the head with a chair, and uh, it's got like uh, dice on Bart and Titan Four Two on Homer, and then it switches around. And Homer's gonna smash Bart, and it's got respawn. And uh, I think he he had Battlefield Five's Battle Royale, but it should be an answer. Right, it's definitely gonna be a. It's definitely the revenge of respawn. They've respawned into the game, and they're coming back. They're gonna get the squad like white like Jobo, the big old taken taking uh, all the credit for all of Luke's hard work on that yep. thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Good questions, boys. And girls. Uh, that was it. Zio's uh, wasn't a question. She didn't put it in the questions right. thing. Uh, so she doesn't get a good questions. It's just a good point. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, look, I don't make the fucking rules, okay? Uh, I, I do, obviously. Um, I like how your cat literally sits there just just in view of the camera every single time. I feel like it's watching itself. She's sleeping. You just woke her up. It's not... It's not... No. It's not sleeping. Anyway, uh, let's wrap this up. All right. The Gap. You can find us on iTunes, Android, Windows Store, everywhere. We're everywhere. Spotify. All of those places. Um, if you search for The Gap, the GA podcast, it'll definitely come up if you... Uh, review or rate us it helps other people find the show so please if you've got 10 seconds please do that much appreciated um you can send us questions if you want through email the jpodcast at gmail.com you can jump onto our discord page if you want to do it that way the jpodcast.com slash discord we've got a bunch of channels up there um voice channels where we're playing games i think this week will be probably more apex, apex. um maybe some, some anthem. anthem is that you're flying out, so you you can go fuck yeah, off. Um, on that one. Um, there's no need to. It's not like the division. It's you know they've made it like sensible people. <laughs> it's not fucking garbage. Yeah. Uh, you can also find us on social media: Facebook.com/slash/gapodcast, Twitter.com/slash/gapodcast, and our website: thegapodcast.com has all the things, 
all the links we just talked about just then, including past episodes of the show. Um, that's all thanks to our Patreon members. If you want to help support the show, go to patreon.com slash podcast. Help us pay the bills for services in the world. You're the best. Um, I love it. Thank you. Thank you very much. And if you want to watch this show right here on YouTube, you can do it that way as well. TheGAPodcast.com slash YouTube. That'll take you there. Or if you just search it, it'll come up. We'll have some... I'll put some crackdown footage up for this week of me just... just If I get some time. I should I should yeah. get some time. I'll, I'll put like 10 minutes in or something. Um, right. Do you want me to send you that video of that that game we had with the Bambino? I've got like 10 minutes of it. Uh, yeah, I can put that in. I can, I can, it should be pretty fucking easy to send. It's only 1.7 gig. Yeah. I need to, um, I got to change my shadow play to just record because I've got split up in a tracks at the moment and it just like, sometimes it doesn't work properly and it'll just crash in whatever movie thing I put in or I can't convert it because it's, the file is fucked. Man, shadow play is just the worst. I don't know what I did. It's the worst, but it's so easy. It's like so it easy. Is. I just need to fix it. Just fix it. Yeah. Just, just it used to work, work all the time. Fuck. Right. Fuck damn it. Anyway. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Anyway, um you got anything you want to pimp out this week? Any work you got happening? Yeah, go have a look uh at my uh, uh how how Apex Legends lowered skill floor uh Lowers, uh, sorry, raises the bar for all battle royales on RedBull.com. Right, uh, and we got some Smash Bros stuff up there. That's good, a good read, uh, and that's about it. Um, next week, I think next Monday is the embargo. I will have a some sort of writing about Rainbow Six on IGN. I'm back on IGN, baby. Right, yeah. Yep, uh, that's about it. Check that shit out. Cool. Yep, uh, for me, you? you can go to Survivor.com. Uh, I think I pimped this out last week. I talked to Fnatic about uh, Rainbow Six Siege Invitational. Talked yep. to Dizzle, their coach, manager, um, about what they were doing over there. Uh, I hmm. also wrote a preview for Division 2. So if you didn't get a chance to go into the beta, you can read that. And um, Crackdown 3 will be up. Yes. Because the embargo for that is is yesterday. Well, you'd hope we'd be up, seeing how we talked about it for fucking 40 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> yep. So if the embargo hadn't lifted, we'd be in a... Well, you'd be in a spot, I bother, because you'd have to fucking edit yeah, this no, shit. Oh, I wouldn't have to worry about shit. Yep. Day of release, the embargo. Nice. And what it, it instills a lot of confidence. Yep. Uh, cool. Excellente. I think that's it. Oh, and also you can go check out, I'll be putting a bunch of coverage up for the uh, Invitational. I'm flying out yep. in less than 24 hours. Cool. Um, so I'm hoping that Fnatic is, manages to make it to the main stage. Otherwise... Yeah. Are you going to stay up and watch it? Or what? Yeah, I'm gonna, I stay up tonight. I stayed up. I, I watched it last night. Um, yeah. I mean, my, if I stay up I mean, you've- tonight... Don't you have a really early flight? No, it's in the afternoon. But generally, that's what I do anyway because I want to sleep that first leg. No. Or towards the end of it. It's, no. That's why I'm always like 110% when I land. I'm like, let's go. Everyone's like, I didn't go to sleep. You never sleep on the fucking way in. You stay awake during daytime and you sleep at fucking... You don't want to be 110% if you're landing at midnight, you fucking lunatic. I'm not landing at midnight anymore. 
I only need 11. Whatever. <laughs> oh, what a fucky eye, oh, you fuck. Oh my god. No, but I want to sleep at the beginning. No, you don't. You want to sleep like a baby when you get in. No, you want to sleep. You want to sleep eight hours all the way through the moment you get in. You do not sleep on the plane all the, all the way, all the way over. Right? You stay awake at all costs. Right? And then when you land, you crank the fucking aircon in the room down at 18 degrees. You load up on the blankets and you sleep the entire way through until eight o'clock or like eight hours later, whatever that might no, be. I'm and then you wake up like and six. you have a regular day and then. Jet lag has no effect on you. And then on the way back, you sleep the entire fucking way back. And then you don't go to sleep the entire day that you get in. The problem, like, the trick with fucking, the uh, trick with LA flights is always that you land at 6am. So you've always got to, ha- like, stay wide awake for at least fucking 20 hours. Or else you're fucked. Like, you're in a, in a world of hurt. Are you... That's, that's... I usually stay awake yep. for a bit and then I, I sleep the last leg. I'll sleep like fucking 12 hours and I'm, I'm good. I'm ready to go. I'll get there and everyone will be like, oh, I'm going to sleep. I'm like, yes, I'm fresh. Let's, let's go drinking. That's the way it works. So anyway, um, yeah, survivor.com. I'll be covering a bunch of, of invitational over there. Um, new operators, new maps, whatever they're doing for season four. Um, I'm sure I'll talk to them about that. They'll, they'll, yep. They generally do like a panel on, I think it's the last day, where they talk about like what's going on in the year to come. Um, like last year, they talked about all the changes to the esports scene, changes to picks and bans. Um, I'm sure we'll see a new map redesign coming out. Uh, last year, they did Clubhouse. Seems to work pretty well for Fnatic these days. Um, and we'll see what sort of comes out of that one. But yeah. Should be good. I'm excited to see it. New venue this year. Bigger venue. $2 million prize pool. Two million USD. Um, that's good. So, <clears throat> uh, And I'd just like to uh, amend what I said. Uh, it would appear I will not be on IGN. <laughs> right? About Rainbow Six. Fair enough. Uh, apparently, the event that I was going to do literally just got cancelled. Wow. Yep. Well, there you go. Cool. Well, you know, it's good thing not one like of I us is going. Money anyway. Oh, fuck <laughs> Maybe it's all the complaining we were doing. No, <sighs> that's it. Um, you can find me on twittercom slash Laurie as well. And Joe will be yeah, me Joby Joby Jojo at Joby Jojo. I put up shitloads of videos lately. Uh, I've been doing it because, yeah, I don't make money from putting up videos on YouTube, so I figured I don't make money from putting them up on Twitter either. I might as well just chuck them on Twitter. Fuck it. Easy peasy. Yeah. Yep. All right. Uh, nice bye.